What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It has been a while, but it is for good reason. Sean had a big move, but he is safely down in Texas. Um, We caught up a little bit at the beginning today, but then we jumped right in. We talked some NFL. We went over the entire Week 14 slate, and we made our picks for Week 15, including, obviously, the Spurman pick of the week. Following that, we talked college football. After that, we talked the going-ons in the NBA, talked a little bit of MLB, college basketball, and then we just shot the shit for a while. So hope you guys enjoy. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. If you have anything to say, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Email is always open. Whether I open it is, again, a different question. Enjoy the pod, and we'll be talking to you guys soon with an NBA preview. Are you finally becoming a woman? Am I? You said life changes, so I figured maybe it's time to tell the tell the world. Oh, you talking about your to gender that. change? Uh, I don't know. No, that's not where my head was going with that. But uh, nice to know that I haven't missed you. Yes, man. I'm glad you've touched down safely in the. Uh, I don't know what you they call Texas. A woman. The, the big Lone state, Star state, the Lone Star Lone State, Star, the, that's the it. The big state. You've been wearing the your Alabama state. hat around Austin. I'm sure all the fucking Longhorns fans are huge fans of that. We're going to talk college basketball yeah. a little bit later. Their basketball team looks good this year. Some UConn. I've definitely rocked rock some UConn stuff, so that's been nice. Wow, good good to see. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're there safe. I'm sure the weather is better than up here. Yeah, y'all are getting snow, right? Y'all. Shut the fuck up, Sean. You like that? Like don't that? don't do that again on this pod. This is a New York centric <laughs> pod. Do not ever do that again. I've also said y'all many times. You you are like no, Texas but that vernacular. was that was like a no, that was, was like not. a forced like oh I'm down in Texas. No. Let me say y'all. Actually, not really. It wasn't forced at all. I've definitely dropped it. Many oh, times. disgusting. No, that one was bad. Um, no, I'm glad you got there safe. COVID's running rampant. Um, it's picking back up. You at sound least it depressed. Is. You sound like you're just in a really shit. Well, you know what the winter. I don't like it. You're you're from. Listen, I know you're down in Texas, but you're from the East Coast. You know what the winter does to people up here. And you know my Knicks. They didn't really do what I wanted in the draft. My Jets, thankfully, to um, Greg the Bounty Hunter as well as Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs, eked out that game uh, last what a week and a half ago. And um, they 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 continue the tanking for Tua, but I, I don't really have much going on here. Tanking for Tua, no they're disrespect. Tanking for Trevor, tanking for somebody. No disrespect to uh, my family and my lovely girlfriend, but you know, sports wise, I don't really have much going on. I do have fantasy football playoffs. Well, that's exciting. I just I, I'm picking up on you. You you sound down, and uh, you know, figured the first time I'm talking to you in a while, you're not 
you're not bringing it. You, you seem. You I'm seem excited to hear from you, but you know, it's not good news when you hear COVID's on on a major comeback, and we knew it was no, coming, it's but it's still it's still sad, right? What is going on now that the vaccine is starting to make its introduction? Like, have you heard anything as far as what it's going to be like up there? Who's going to have access to it first? When it's going to be distributed? I mean, I think it's the same as the test. I mean, the first, it's going to go in lockstep with that. You know, when the te- tests were more uncommon, it was more important for first responders. Thankfully, I'm somewhat of a first responder. I have to work through corona. So maybe I'll have access to this vaccine. Um, I know people that work in hospitals and whatnot, you're able to sign up for it and get it in January, or you can get it on the second go-round in um in June or July, I don't know about the general public. I mean, I'm sure they're going to work it out, um, you know, based off the 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 hot zone parties or whatever you want to call it, old people first, and then work its way down. I'm curious to see, you know, a lot of people are, are saying it's going to be mandatory. I don't know how real news, fake news that is. It's going to be attached to your passport and this, that, and the third. Who the fuck knows about any of that? But I am all for the vaccine. Um, Vaccines are there for a reason, to make us safer. So, listen, when it comes out, I'm just trying to get the world back to where it was before this happened. Or at least as close to it as we can. Dude, I'm with you a thousand percent on that. And it it has become something that you really just, it wears you down. And we're at a point now where it's been almost a year and everything you do and everywhere you go. You started to hear whispers of it about this time last year. It was very preliminary. Yeah. When did it really pick up? Like towards the end of January, I think it was when it started. And in January was, you know, everybody knew about it. And then February, end of February was when shit started to get real. And then I think, um, you know, the time that it really yeah, like, hit home for everybody, crazy enough, was when Gobert got it. Um, and then it seems like within a week, everything was shut down in, in March. Yeah, that was, like, that was like March 10th, 11th mm-hmm. in that range. So, yeah, it, it's it's been one of those things where everything you do, everything you experience, everything that you once knew life to be. Now, it, I got to ask you because. It's really shitty. You know, obviously I haven't traveled uh, too much during this pandemic, but you have a little bit of a different perspective now that you're down there. And people say that it's different everywhere. What is it like down there in, in the heart of the South? Well, not really the heart of the South. It's the well, big it's not South. the heart of the South at all. I it's mean, the big in, South. Yeah, yeah, it's the big South. Whatever you want to call it. It's much like Shake with you with uh, Saquon. You, you can just put your own level on it. But I uh, mean, you can't get much it, more South than Texas in the United it, States of America. It's different here in uh, in Texas for sure, but not so much in Austin where I am now. It's it's very blue. Uh, I think I was telling you on the pod when I told you that I was moving. It's it's very blue. Everybody's super you know respectful of everybody else everywhere you go. Respectful of your gender change. Yeah, respectful my gender change. They really like that. It felt real nice to have that support. You're such a piece of shit, and you know that you are. Um, <laughs> I'm I really uh, – I haven't missed you. I don't know why I'm doing this still. I had a chance to get out. Um, you did, absolutely. <laughs> I really did, and this is what I get for talking to you for the first time in a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, no, in Texas, at least in Austin, everything is pretty much the way it was back up in New England. And so so masks are being worn. Weird. 
they're being warned. They're mandated. Good. You good, can't good to go hear. to many places where you can't have them, where, where if you don't have them on. So that's good to hear because I've heard some wild shit out of, uh, you know, places like Arizona and all the, all this other all these other places. You know, towards the south and whatnot. Um, and, and Listen, I'll heard. tell you. I'll tell you this. Uh, the political leaders here have not done a good job at all. They're assholes, um, and they're causing a lot of trouble. But for the most part, everybody who I did interact with is respectful and understanding and knows that we wear it. But it does weigh you down. It, it's You're always like now the fitness center I'm, I'm working out in, like I didn't have to wear the mask where I was before because it was so small and nobody used it. Now I have to. And it even that, like making sure you have it on and it is harder and you, you don't complain about it because you know you have to do it and everyone else is doing it. But even those things, I mean, every little thing you do, uh, we're past the point now of, of being like, okay, well we have to continue to do this. And, and now it's just, everybody's over it. And the biggest thing is, uh, not being over it to the point where you're not doing it and, de- and denying it. Um, but it, it sucks. It, it definitely puts you in a bad mood. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could say the same for us when it comes to political leaders. So, I mean, I like what Cuomo did, but de Blasio sucks. So, uh, I mean, Aside from a few select states and clearly our federal government, they haven't done too hot. But it's good to hear that you're at least uh, somewhat protected there. Yeah, we're 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 good here, and you know, like I said, everybody's respectful, and it's 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 a good spot to be. Um, I don't know, I can't speak for the outside of Austin areas. Um, I'm sure it's a hell of a lot different, buddy. I can't I can't imagine it being the same. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Uh, but I, listen, who gives a shit? You're in a you're in a safe space. Um, the new roommate. Yeah, you got me having a gender change. You've got me. What's the new roommate's name? Huh? If you want to oust them on the pod. Oh, I got a shout out to my boy Alex Soma. Yeah. Alex, okay. Sean. Yeah. Um, and Frenchie's okay with this. You know, uh, Frenchie and I had a consultation. We talked about it, um, and he was all right with it. So, uh, you know, I I just got, hope that uh, I hope that he will still be able to pop on for our draft day, whatever oh, you want to call it. Are you kidding? That's that's his shit. Yeah, his mock. Absolutely. I mean, I figured he'd be doing it in the mirror if he wasn't doing it on the phone with us. So you might as well put a <laughs> microphone in front of him, right? Dude, he's sending me some like mock drafts already that he's building. I'm like, dude, it is December. What the fuck are you doing? But you two might be the only two actually giving a shit about uh, college football. It's so weird because I really haven't watched a lot that I normally would, you know, like I, I was into that Florida LSU game this past weekend and that was an upset. We'll, we'll talk about, but that's really it. I mean, there's, it's so weird when you have a team like USC, they, the PAC 12 championship game is this week. They played five or six fucking games. And now you got Ohio state. They've played nothing. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It, it's a weird, it's a weird. I action. agree with you, but I mean, at the end of the day, bro, are, are, what do you want in the, in the, when it comes to Ohio State, what do you want in the Big Ten championship game? You want your moneymaker, right? I mean, they're... Oh, I'm not saying it's a wrong decision. It just goes to show how wild this year is. Yeah, and I mean, chuck it, throw your hands up and say, listen, man, it's fucking 2020. Thank God it's almost over, right? That's what we're doing. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of this is going to go into 2021. We just hope that yeah. it's not for the majority of 2021. Like, you know, not the, the entire world doesn't change at midnight on you know 
December 31st. But it's 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 all good. I mean, it, it, it's still been fun. There's still been some great games, but it's not what it normally is, and, and it takes some of the juice away. Thank God we got the NBA starting back up and we've had the NFL, which we got to get into now. Yes, we are going to talk NFL. Um, absolutely. Speaking of NFL and the best games, possibly one of the best games of the year last night. Um, and thank God for that. They've figured out a way to get every single game in. Uh, and I, I don't, I never really had a doubt given that the NFL just kind of pushes forward regardless of, of the circumstance. You remember what the first big sporting news was post pandemic? Uh, I think it was, it was the NFL, NFL releasing their schedule, right? It was NFL free agency. Yes, yes, something like that. And yeah. everybody's get everyone's getting the bag, and we're talking about the DeAndre Hopkins trade and everything. That was like two weeks in to the pandemic, and the NFL's like, "Nope, we're doing it." And then they did the draft, and it's like, "No, we're doing it." And it was no doubt that they were going to make sure that this season was played in full. Absolutely, and there's been some wonky games and some. You know, players that have not looked as good after COVID, uh, I think the most glaring case might be Cam Newton. Um, But, I mean, hey, uh, everybody reacts to COVID differently. Lamar looks just fine. But, yeah, I mean, let's jump into into week 14. You want to run down the entire schedule, my friend? I'd love to. I'd love to. Let's start with your Jets real fast. We need your impressions. This week, there's nothing to talk about. You lost 40-3. to mm-hmm. Your baby boy's on his way out. Uh, I'm sure you're as very upset about that as, as you thought that I was with uh, losing Frenchie as a roommate. But now, I mean, listen, to be honest, uh, man, you know, he gets the short end of the stick because I think in, if you gave him Josh Allen's situation where they went out and they got him Stefan Diggs, they put a defense around him, although it hasn't been as good this year. There's a semblance of a running game. There's some other good wide receivers and an offensive line and coaches that have their heads screwed on straight. And obviously, like I mentioned, a decent front office. I, I, just, I, feel, I feel for him. I feel for him, too. And they should have won that game against the Raiders. Obviously, it's good in retrospect that they didn't. And for whatever that Greg Williams decision was, congratulations. Maybe get coach of the year for that if you go 0-16 and get Lawrence. But there's a lot of trouble that I think you're in going forward, even if you get Lawrence. I mean, much like when people say, you said it earlier, it's like, oh, thank God 2020 is almost over. Well, things aren't aren't just going to magically get better as soon as 2021 hits. It's the same with your Jets. If you get Trevor Lawrence, but this has the, you have the same team, you have another inept coach, you have all these things, it doesn't matter how good Absolutely. He is. He we we mean, franchise. I mean, look, man, uh, I don't think that this franchise is saved with getting Trevor Lawrence, but God willing, we do. I think it's, it's a definite start. I think that there needs to be a rebuild from the top down. I do like what um, what our GM has been doing. I, I am a fan of that, but I, I mean, they need to get every single coach from Gase all the way down to whoever ties the player sneakers before the game or cleats before the game. Everybody in honest, between. Do you think that there's a chance Gase comes back? Not if they want Trevor Lawrence, no. Okay. Yeah, because Gase had this. Very few prospects. To be honest, man, I was going to say who could demand it. Gase had this this aura about him with Peyton Manning, although Peyton Manning had already had a Super Bowl and a Hall of Fame career before he went to Denver. That he's some like quarterback guy, quarterback whisperer, whatever you want to call it. 
he has single-handedly basically ruined two careers. Ryan Tannehill in Miami was a nothing quarterback, maybe a top 25 quarterback. And look what he's done since he's been in Tennessee. Just based off numbers, I'm going to go fantasy football for you here for one second. He's a top five fantasy quarterback since going to Tennessee. So he must be pretty yeah, well, damn good. Derrick Henry helps. Yep, and a great old line, exactly to your point. And a decent uh, fucking coach, though, that understands a good coach too. that understands that Tannehill isn't a isn't a drop back in the pocket guy and and go through five reads. He's a play action guy, and let's do what is best for him. And I think Darnold is another guy whose career might possibly be ruined until hopefully it can be resurrected by another team that's willing to give up a late first round draft pick and or a second. I'm with you. Do you remember, by the way, for reference, what the Titans had to give to the Dolphins to get Ryan Tannehill? Um, I don't remember, but maybe a final round draft pick? It was a seventh round pick, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's... I call that a win. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the, the guy's... The thing... Go ahead, buddy. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, the biggest thing with me with Darnold is... I do think he can be successful elsewhere with the right coach and the right tools and the right supporting cast. But the other thing that kills me with him is, I mean, you're putting up three points on a regular basis with him at quarterback. I know he played well against the Raiders. Don't get me wrong. I I think he's – I don't think he's progressed too much at all. I mean, the decision-making and what's going on between the ears with him on the field after the ball is snapped, it has not been good this year. There's been a lot of fumbles as well as – unexplainable interceptions. But, I mean, sometimes you can chalk that up to an Eli Manning, hey, I'm going to try and make a play because our fucking defense already gave up 30. And sometimes it's just a boneheaded play that he makes. All circumstantial too, right? I mean, close games, early on in games, you don't have an excuse for making those mistakes because the game's still within reach. Now, if you're in a situation where you've already found yourself down 21, 24 points. Well, now, you know, the defense can pin their ears back and know that they can just completely go all out because you're going to throw the ball 50 times and you're going to take some shots to try to make big plays. Those I don't really hold that much against him, but why are they in that position so often? I mean, I know Gase is not a good head coach. He's not a good play caller. You don't have a lot of talent, but this kid Mims that you drafted, he's he good. looks really good. And that's yeah. that's another reason why, you know, as depressed as I sound at the beginning of the pod, I'm, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to be a little optimistic. They they did draft well this year when it comes to Mims, as, and Becton is... Yeah, Becton's been good. Yeah, he he looks amazing. I mean, the guy is like six foot eight or whatever, and he moves like a cat, and and he's just pancaking guys all over. I mean, there there is pieces here that that you can build around. It's just a matter of the GM being able to sink his teeth into this and get a halfway decent coach in here. That's really what you need to do, and you also need a leader of men as your head coach. You need to get somebody who the team believes in and, Absolutely. and can make up for some. That's what I see with Joe Judge. I mean, we'll get to the Giants in a second, but I don't know if he's a great, true head coach, but the team fucking plays for him. That Absolutely. team does not play for Adam Gase. I mean, yeah, just alone, if you look at Joe Judge, and we can move on from the Jets because there's really not much else to say. Moving on to the Giants, we'll talk about their week, but we can talk about Joe Judge as a head coach. I mean... The only example you really need to use is the Sterling Shepard situation. A veteran guy on the team, 
bitching, pouting, and he told him, don't get on the plane. Oh, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Who did I say? Sterling Shepard. Sorry. Got my wide receivers confused. Golden Tate. Um, and, and, yeah, and listen, the guy's back on the team, right? Um, yeah. And, he, made big, he made the only big catch uh, that the offense had this and, and he ate. And he ate his fucking – he ate his words. He ate his lunch, whatever you want to say. And and he just says the, I, the guys love playing for him, and I do too. And that's, that's the type of coach that the Jets need. It's just somebody that walks the walk, talks the talk, and walks the walk. And Adam Gase does neither of those. The only thing I think Adam Gase does is kills dogs and cats uh, on the weekend. That's a really weekends. strong statement. He looks so, like a serial huh? killer. Of course he does. Those fucking eyes aren't normal. No, they're not. Absolutely not. Um, and, and just to put him and Greg Williams together, I mean, there's got to be some stories coming out of that Jets regime that are just hilarious because of how asinine they are. I was talking to my dad who's been through – the ringer is a jet fan for going back to the 60s and he's i asked him what was worse the rich co-tight year or this and he said as hard as it is to say he's like because that year was so bad and the team didn't play for him and he just had no idea what he was doing and didn't care he's like this is worse because there's no hope right now other than a quarterback but you don't even know at this point, if your ownership can do anything to make the right decisions in the in the front office, although Douglas looks good, and on the coaching staff, because at least you had Hess back in those days who was able to turn that 1-15 team into Bill Parcells. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's grim for the Jets. Let's talk about the Giants. I'm done with it, Sean. I'm fucking done with it. I, it's good. Yeah, it, it, it's fine. But we haven't talked in a long time. I needed to see if I could trigger you on a rant or if you were just going to have a nice therapy session, which you kind of did. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, so the Giants said, yeah, of course, man. I'm here. I mean, the one you. thing I will Giants. say, I, and I'm sorry, we're going to end with the Jets here, but the, all you have to hear about Adam Gase is the fact that, I mean, listen, the guy's probably a future Hall of Famer, but the fact that it takes until week 14 and a concussion to start running some guys aside from Frank Gore. Oh, God. I know. I mean, storied career. Great for him, but, I mean, his kid's going to be in the league next year. It's wild, dude. It really is. Um, But moving on to my New York Giants. They had a big setback this week, riding high after that win in Seattle where the defense was great. Colt McCoy started. You and I talked before we did the pod. We seem to be in agreement. Uh, Daniel Jones shouldn't have played this week. Part of what makes Daniel Jones really good is when he is good, I should say. He, he's very capable of being that dual threat quarterback, right? Of, of having big runs, of escaping pressure. Throwing on the run is something he's very good at. And when you take away his ability to do that because of the hamstring injury that he suffered in Cincinnati, that – that very much limits him, and he's not at this point in his career. He may never be, but certainly not now. He's not a prototypical drop back and survey the field and pick a defense apart. That's not what he does, and he never looked right in a second in this game. I'm not an expert, but he didn't look healthy to me. That's me as a Giant fan. What did you see uh, from your eyes watching that game? I mean, me and you both said it. He shouldn't have played in this game. He looked very compromised, and I mean, Colt McCoy did – just enough for, for the Giants to be able to, to beat that Seahawks team. Obviously, the defense was playing better than they were against Kyler. But still, I think he could have done a better job this week managing that offense. I think Danny Dimes needed another week or two off. 
I'm with you, man. And I think it's in a tough spot, right? Because if he can play, that's your starting quarterback. And I, I felt watching the Seattle game that we got away with one there. The defense played so well, and McCoy made just enough throws, but we were just running the ball down Seattle's throat. That allowed a lot of that to happen. In this Cardinals game, I thought the defense actually played really well. The problem was was the offense had 52 yards together in the first half, and the defense was on the field the entire time, which is obviously not conducive to to stopping bleeding. So they gave up a few more points than they maybe should have, but they were they were gassed. They were exhausted. And, yeah, Jones, it didn't look for a second like he was capable of driving off that leg and throwing the ball with conviction. He obviously couldn't take off. He couldn't run in the pocket, and the offensive line had a really bad day. But going forward, honestly, man, here's the make-or-break week for them. They got flexed this Sunday night against Cleveland. This is what this is what they got to do. They got to win this game. Absolutely. I mean, especially we're going to talk about Washington, who looks pretty good as of late. Um, let's let's go down the slate here. We're going to talk about the Thursday night game first. The Rams twenty four, Patriots three. Patriots season is officially over. Um, I think they are eliminated from playoff contention. If not. It's pretty much all but over. Um, I guess you can call it a revenge game. I think both coaches would take that Super Bowl 10 out of 10 times. But sure. honestly, I think that the Rams are the class of the NFC right now. It's really interesting because it changes every week. This NFC is so open. It, it really is. I, I They look so good when they win. And I look at a team like the Saints, who we'll talk about later on as we go down the slate. I, I thought they were by far the best team, and, and they lost to a backup quarterback. And I don't know what to think of the class of the NFC. I don't know if there is a class of the NFC. Um, do you think, though, that the Rams are the most equipped team, that if they play their best, that they're the team that can wreak the most havoc? I think that they're going to – if they can – yeah, that was, my, that was my exact answer. They're going to go to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, I think that obviously defensively uh, of the top teams, the Saints are very, are probably the second best defense, but the Rams are the best. I, I mean, this, that secondary and that pass rush, that combo is amazing. Um, it looks like they they finally discovered their RB one in Cam Akers. Um, yeah, he had damn near a hundred yards in the rushing in the first half alone on like seven carries, and then. As long as Goff can change the tempo, keep the defense on their toes, which McVay is going to allow him to do with all that movement, and sometimes they run the hurry up and sometimes they throw it down, he's got the guys that are going to be able to catch it. As long as Goff doesn't get too much pressure on him, keeps the defense guessing, I think you can win with him. I definitely think you can win with him. It's only two years ago that they went to a Super Bowl and he beat the Saints in the Superdome. I definitely think that they have a chance. When they play well, it's hard to believe them being beat. And what they did to the Pats, who were riding high after putting up, I think, what was it, 42 or 45 on the Chargers in that same stadium the week before, they were completely inept. And Cam just looked, he looked awful. Yeah, I mean, again, I mentioned it earlier. Cam Cam looked really good against a couple teams earlier on in the year, especially in that Seattle game. And now... I mean, it's a miracle if he throws a ball past 10 yards. Yeah, he can't do it. And and the Patriots have obviously shown that they have a strong desire to run, run, run. And 
when you get in a position where you fall behind and Cam has to make some throws, evidently he's not capable of doing that. No, not at all. All right, let's move on to the next game, Broncos-Panthers. Not much to say here to non-playoff teams. Broncos get the win. They move to 5-8. and eight. Um, Drew Locke had four career passing, t- a career high four passing touchdowns. Um, I don't really see that happening much. McCaffrey, of course, did not play in this game. Sean, are you proud of me for figuring out a way to make it into the final four in my fantasy league? 12-man league, by the way. Half-point PPR. Losing basically McCaffrey for the year and not having Michael Thomas most of the year that I traded for? I'm proud doesn't even begin to explain it, Tom. I'm just so elated for you. Go Greenwich Big Dogs. That's the name of my team. Nice. Because I am the big dog. All right, you ready to move on to the next game? God, yes, after that. Um... (laughs) Anything to say about the Panthers or the Broncos? No. I mean, Drew Locke had a good game for him. That's what they need. And the Panthers have played hard on a couple of occasions. I think Matt Rule is there to stay. Yes, I agree. I think uh, I wish he was on the Jets, and the Jets would let him hire his own goddamn staff. All right, moving on to the next game, another matchup of two probable non-playoff teams. The Bears smack the Texans 36-7. to Mitchell Trubisky is back. He is better than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. He proved it in this game. Chicago should be rejoicing. They picked the right quarterback. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't really care about this game. David Montgomery finally did a little something. He was out with an injury, and he actually looked looks a thousand times better in the past two years after an injury, which is somewhat of a head-scratcher. But, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about this game. Do we care? Seven sacks in the game for Chicago. If I'm a Bear fan, I'm fucking pissed. I'm thinking, where in the hell has this been? As they, as we've been on a free fall. Well, Nick Foles, Nick Foles has been garbage. I mean, not that Trubisky could do anything about it. He was hurt. But. Trubisky wasn't that. Yeah, he was hurt, so they had no choice. But you can at least do something. I mean, a hang thirty-six on the Texans. I mean, they they look absolutely dominant. Trubisky will go back to Trubisky next week. I would definitely bet on it. All right, moving on to the next one. William Smiths, who, by the way, when we talk MLB, I got yet another phone call from him about Gary Sanchez. Um, what is just, his deal with that real fast? Why does he continue to talk about Will is the type. Will is the type of person where if you get in an argument with him, until you admit you are wrong, he will not give it up. Like in these friendly arguments like this, I mean, in a serious argument, we'll kiss and make up, whatever, but... In these, stup- in these silly little arguments that mean nothing in the grand scheme of things, like he called me in the middle of work, and I I thought, I don't know, maybe he got a flat tire or something, he needed help, and he just calls me and he goes, oh yeah, best catcher in baseball, $6 million tender, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so I'm at the point now where, obviously you know me, Sean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to admit defeat ever, just to piss him off. Well, of course, yeah, you've, you've shown that. You would do the same times. thing now at this point. If he was being, yeah. you know, calling me once a week, you know, to mention well, it's like, something. Well, what do you need to say? I mean, when we made that, when we had that discussion with him and that playful argument, it was coming off a year in which he hit 35 bombs. It was just that he had a bad postseason. Did and I, anybody in the world think he was going to hit 128 and lose his starting job in the playoffs this year? No. I got to I gotta say, bro, I, I would still take Gary Sanchez over Wilson Contreras. Yeah, I, I mean, the Cubs are talking about trading him. I, I don't know. I, listen, 
right now you would have anybody. You would have James McCann, who the Mets just signed. Former All-Star, by the way. Gary I like that Sanchez. signing. Yeah, over Gary Sanchez right now. Gary Sanchez is coming off one of the worst years any starting catcher has ever had. Prime for a, a big year. About, a lot of questions about what he's going to be. But to be like we took some guy out of our ass and decided that we were going to say he was the best catcher in the game. I mean, we talked about a guy that was on – I think he's the fastest player ever to 100 home runs in his career. And we're not picking some guy that hasn't had any success. So Will needs to calm down. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, well, speaking of Will, his Cowboys beat the Bengals 30-7. to Andy Dalton, a little revenge game himself in Cincinnati. The Bengals have injuries all across the board. The Cowboys should have won this game. Um, I think they keep their playoff hopes alive with this win. Not that they're going to make it, but hey. Fairly, but yeah. It'll give them something. It'll give me something to laugh at later when they get eliminated. Right. Well, this was the ultimate hey, we're going to beat up on a really bad team and get our fan base excited again. And then whomever they play this week, you know, probably won't be the same. And there'll be the letdown. You'll get your Stephen A. uh, Instagram or tweet that comes out after a Cowboy loss, and it'll be fine. Everything's back to normal. I wish everything was back to normal, man. All right. (laughs) Next, we finally have a playoff team here. The Packers beat the Lions 31-24. Matt Stafford got hurt. Um, didn't really matter. The Lions are, well, actually we have big Lions news since we haven't been on the pod. Our boy, Matty PP is out there looking for a job. I heard Um, he's going to join us as our third host for, uh, the NFL playoffs. Not a chance, not a chance in hell. I don't think there's (laughs) enough room on a camera screen for that big body. Um, he is not. He's not fucking invited one. on this podcast. I can tell you that much. No, he's not. He but could he's have been have, on. He's gonna have a. He's gonna have a pencil ready though. Uh, right in his ear. He listen. He could have been on it when he was an NFL head coach just to get that clout on here. But now he's a nobody. So my one question for you, because we don't really have to talk about this game. Rodgers looked great. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. The Packers defense looks. Like, it has a lot to be desired, and I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs. Does Matt Patricia ever get a job in the NFL again as a head coach? Oh, as a head coach? No. But he he has – he reeks of, like, the Pat Shermers of the world yeah. and guys like that who, like, honestly, there's been talks about, like, um, Patrick Graham, the Giants D.C., getting some looks as head coach uh, for some certain teams. I'd hate to lose him because I love the way he has this defense playing. I wouldn't hate having Patricia come in and be an OC or a DC rather. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't want him anywhere near, you know, leading the guys out of the tunnel, but if it's just shut up through your rocket science stuff as a defense and draw up some, uh, some good plays and you, and you have some personnel, there's worse, there's worse jobs for him than that. Our two favorite head coaches as your coordinators, Jason Garrett and Matt Patricia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, as long as Joe Judge can keep him under control. I think that's going to be more than fair. Uh, Joe Judge has done that. He, he got Mark Colombo fired, so that was nice. Mm. It's his shit. The name alone. The name alone sounds like it deserves to be fired, Mark Colombo. All right, moving on to the next game. Another probable playoff team beating up on a 1-12 team. I was really rooting for the Jaguars heavy in this one. I'd like to have a two-game cushion in my tank for Trevor, um, but it didn't happen. 31-10. to Not much to say here again. Ooh, this is a weak NFL schedule here. I guess you don't really pay attention to that when um, when you're just watching fantasy players, right? But 
Uh, Derrick Henry goes for 200-plus yards. Great game. What else do you have to say? You said it. Minshew's back, by the way, this week, which is which is exciting. I, I, you know what? I did see that. I did see that. Great. Minshew Mania's back, your boy. Very exciting news. I would like to see. I mean, the Jaguars got it down to the wire the week before this one. I think, uh, who did they play? The Vikings, and they actually went to overtime. Um, Should have beaten them. I, after watching the Jets lose at the last second, which my mom really didn't understand because um, I was – you know, very upset that the Jets were winning, and she was like, "Aren't you a Jets fan?" I was like, "But you don't understand." And then that no. bomb came off, and she was like, "I didn't know you were a Raiders fan." And I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> but yeah. I'm a fan for what's going to get me maybe the best quarterback prospect and a little bit of hope, which I've had none of in the last few years. Yes. Um, so yeah, Titans move on to win. Let's talk about a good game here, Sean. Chiefs Dolphins. Uh, two possible. This well, was a good one game. probable, one possible playoff team. Yeah. Um, no, this was a good game. I mean, the the Dolphins gave the Chiefs everything they could handle. Tua has really impressed me, especially in this game, because he was, throughout the game, he was missing damn near every weapon he had. Gusecki, he has no running backs at all. Gusecki went out with an injury um, in the middle of the game. Parker went out with an injury, as well as Grant. So all of his skill guys were gone, except for this guy, Bowden, who um, I think he's out of... Uh, University of Kentucky. He played quarterback. He played wide receiver. Everything. Um, I really like what Tua did. Uh, I like that he had him uh, coming back in this game. But listen, unless the Chiefs are down twenty, I got my money on them. I give a lot of credit to Tua for all the reasons you outlined. I give even more credit to Mahomes. I shouldn't be as impressed with Mahomes every time because it's him, and you kind of take it for granted even though he's so young into his career. But he throws three picks in the first half, right? Doesn't look great. He's not super sharp. And then he just comes back, and he's just firing cannons left and right. And this is what this guy does. He's he's unbelievable. And this was a huge win because he didn't play his best game. They didn't play their best game. It was hot down there in Miami. And they said, we're not losing this fucking game. Uh, to, to a decent team. Flores has that team playing really, really well, and I think two was the answer. But uh, the best AFC team, the best team in all of the NFL, I believe, and I'm sure you'll agree, is the Kansas City Chiefs. And they had to they had to pull this one out, and they did. That's what champs do, and I think they're going to win again, obviously, barring any major injuries. So you have them and the Rams meeting, right? Them and the Rams. Uh, I think they're the two most fun upstart teams, and I think they're they're both going to go head-to-head, and the Chiefs are going to come out with that one in the Super Bowl. All right, moving on to the next one. One playoff team, one team kind of in the mix. Buccaneers beat the Vikings. Um, I don't like this Bucks team. I, I've kind of fallen out of favor with it. Um, Brady just looks old. I don't know why Brady is being asked to be Brett Favre. Bruce Arians, again, I got to question him. I, I, there's so much about him I love, but there's a lot about him I don't. Listen, is, there's a lot of ways and, to win in the NFL. Brady is a brain surgeon. He, he He's surgical passing the ball. He, he It's death by a thousand paper cuts. Brett Favre is a fucking wrecking ball. He's going to go in there and he's going to gouge you with some deep balls and whatnot. And that's not who Tom Brady is. 
thank you. That's why I was trying to go. I was like, Brady is not at this point at 42, 43 years old. He's not capable of just sitting back there and just tossing bombs all day. Yeah, and he was never really that guy in the first place. I mean, yeah, he could chuck the ball deep, but I mean, only when he needed to. Or only when actually only when it was the right play. How about that? That's fine. And when you had Randy Moss, that helped too. But yeah, yeah uh, and now with Ronald Jones needing surgery and it looks like he's going to be done for the year, that sucks. So Arians has pretty – I mean, I watched a lot of that Tampa-Kansas City game a couple weeks back. And Romo was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they came, if these teams met again. You know, I saw a lot of good things out of Tampa Bay. I'm like, I didn't. I saw a lot of Brady just sitting back and just hucking the ball all day. That's not what he does. Like you said, he's a, he's a brain surgeon. Death by a thousand paper cuts, whatever the hell you want to say. That's when he's at his best. I don't like the way that Arians has him playing. I don't like the scheme. It doesn't fit him for what really, he is as a it, player and it where doesn't, he is at this point in his career. And you know what? It doesn't make sense because you would think that between Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, they have the personnel to run those short and intermediate routes that Tom Brady just picks people apart. And then every once in a while, you got your version of Randy Moss, which is Mike Evans. You throw him a deep ball. Absolutely. I'm a thousand percent with you. I don't like it. And I think for that reason, would you be surprised if they went on the road? I think right now, if the season were to end now, they would play Washington in FedEx field. Oh, well, first of all, conditions will be terrible because it's FedEx field. And that if there's one thing Washington can do, it's get after the quarterback. Oh, God. Ten, ten, I would, yeah, honestly, I would probably throw, probably throw money on him on a money line bet, probably for, for, the, uh, for the Redskins to take that one. Washington football team, I keep telling you. Whatever. No more of these I'm slurs sorry. on this spot. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, it's all right. But, yeah, this, it would not surprise me either. I, I, I honestly, if that game were to open tomorrow, throw one, throw a, throw a number out there. What would, that, what would that point spread be? Would Vegas give no love to Washington, be, or, or would they be smarter? Usually they're smart. I would, I say, think, maybe, I would say four and a half. Four uh, and a half favorite. Tampa? Tampa's favored, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably, go, I'd probably go three and a half. Yeah. Tomorrow? Starting tomorrow? Yeah, three and a half. If I were to put my own in, I, I would I would maybe put it to three or two and a half or three. Mm. Yeah, I would probably try and buy the points. Honestly, I would just go Washington money line. I, I think they win that game outright. It's funny how we talked that way all the way down, and I don't think it's outrageous because this Tampa Bay team, I know they won. By the way, nothing more sad other than you starting our first pod. I don't know why, but it's giving me a sex change. Then. Um, than the entire Tampa team thanking Dan Bailey for the win. Four missed field goals? Are you fucking kidding me? Or I think it was three missed field goals and an extra point. Yeah, he missed four, period. He missed, I mean, the kicker's job is to kick, and he missed four kicks. Um, Terrible. Yeah, I mean, he used to be good in Dallas, too. Like He used he to be... was. Didn't for like a long period of time he like was the number one percentage guy in history on like field goals inside of like 50 yards? Some I shit think like you're that? right. Yeah, Tucker passed him, but yeah, I think you're right. It was something prolific. He was great. I feel like Tucker is ago. like fucking Mariano. Like you know how every other closer, like they have a couple huge years and then they fall off the face of the earth. Like same thing with kickers. Where aside from Tucker and Vinatieri, all these kickers they're like hot and cold. 
but they're just like Mariano. Like, you know, for an entire career, they're going to do it. Yeah, and they're so fragile, too, much like closers are. You know, you have a couple great years, and usually the reason that they lose it is they have one injury and they don't get their confidence back, or they have one bad year and and they just absolutely fold and, and they can't get it done again. So Dan Bailey seems to be one of those guys. Minnesota has not had a good track record with kickers in their in their uh, history. So Not at all. Continue. I mean, Minnesota sucks at picking kickers, and the Chargers suck at everything special teams. All right, let's move on to the next game, and then we'll talk about the Chargers. Colts smack around the Raiders, who were looking like a playoff team there. Honestly... I mean, he's not fun to watch, but Phil Rivers has been pretty good this year. The Colts are 9-4. and four. That defense is for real, and Jonathan Taylor is now by far the running back there. Jonathan Taylor is, and it seems like he's solved his fumbleitis a little bit. Um, Phil Rivers, is, you know how I feel about Phil Rivers, so I don't have to go too deep into it. But I will not be betting on him in the playoffs. No, but he's capable of these games. And I I got to tell you, I have been very disappointed with the Raiders. They did not deserve to beat your Jets. They got very lucky there. They haven't looked good. I mean, the, the most impressive game they've played in a while was probably that loss to Kansas City, right, when they barely lost. Outside yes. of that, they haven't looked good in a while. No, they probably haven't looked good since they maybe beat Kansas beat City. Kansas City. Yeah, week yeah. five, I think that was. That was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, they finally turned into what they are, and Derek Carr is starting to play like himself again. Um, And the Colts look good. I mean, I think that defense is going to prop them up. They might be able to win a first-round playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, they might. Again, it's going to come down to Rivers. When he's good, they're capable of winning a couple games. Uh, If he's not, they they got no shot. Yes. All right, after after that game, we have a battle of the heartbroken franchises. I don't throw the Jets into this category because they're in the absolute joke franchises. Uh, Cleveland's found their way out of that category. The Jets kind of have it onto themselves now. Um, Just for the year. Um, Yeah, for the year, sure. But, yeah, I'm not willing to give that. The the Chargers beat the Falcons 20-17. The Falcons... Out chargered or out falcon the chargers. I, I don't know what which one it is there. Um, you were the one that said it. I, I don't. I, I don't confused myself with that statement. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I think Herbert. When it comes to rookie of the year, this game doesn't matter. Both teams are four and nine. Uh, Justin Jefferson might be gaining a little bit of ground on him. He hasn't looked as good lately. Um, even with Burrow being hurt. I don't know. It's still it still seems like a two man race. It doesn't seem like he ran away with it. Uh, both these teams are going to be looking for new head coaches. Um, that's that's all I have to say about that. Agreed. There. Uh, I think the only way I think if Herbert wins one more game and they finish off the season with five wins, I think he's I think he's going to take it. The I think the Vikings would have to get into the playoffs. I think the Vikings would have to make the playoffs and Jefferson would have to play a major role for him to win rookie of the year. I think he's already played enough of a role where if he has one more game that's really good and they get into the playoffs, they're going to say it's because of him. Um, But, yeah, if that doesn't happen, I think it's Herbert. But, yeah, outside of that, nothing more to talk about with this game. They are two snake-bitten franchises, no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right, on to the next game, the game that pretty much every fucking sports podcast aside from us led with, Eagles-Saints. 
Do the Eagles have a quarterback controversy? It's not a controversy if Wentz isn't playing. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Wentz so is I, a much no. Wentz is a much more expensive. And it's funny because they play a lot like each other. He's a much more expensive version of Sam Darnold. Ooh. In my opinion, because both of these guys show an, uh, flashes of being the best quarterback in the league, and the rest is bad, just straight up bad. Horrific. Let, let, but let's talk about because we have all off season to talk about that. Let's talk about your your boy from Alabama, although he probably claims Oklahoma. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Jalen Hurts. He ran for a hundred yards, passed for a touchdown. I think he threw for about a buck thirty, um, and he did enough to get the job done. To me, the story was more about the Eagles' defense. This was the best they've looked in a long time, and they yes. they limited Taysom Hill, who was coming out hot and had played real well. Speaking of Taysom Hill, games. and you mentioned to me yeah. that that you uh, had to talk about this on the pod, so. Go ahead, tell me I'm right. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I said that don't even waste your time talking about who they might play. It's obviously going to be Jameis. And I think it was like three days later they, they announced Hill. And he's played really fucking well. Yep. So I I definitely don't think that even in your most you know absurd rationale you thought he would come out and play this well. But he's been really good, and obviously they saw something in him, and I have to eat my words on that. I mean, listen, uh, this is what just makes the Saints coaching staff in front office so good. They have designed, and, and listen, I know they lost this game, and, and Hill didn't have as great of a game. The Eagles' defense kind of figured out how to stop him. Really good game plan there. But looking back before that, they made a game plan around what he's good at. They didn't tell him to go be Drew Brees. I mean, he's rushing no. the ball for damn near 100 yards a game, and they're giving him opportunities to get to, to have easy, you know, they're giving him a lot of screen passes, a lot of short, you know, little outs to, to Michael Thomas, and they're not telling him to, to be Drew Brees where you're going to pick the defense apart, and it's worked for them. Even with a healthy Drew Brees, at this point in his career, it's been pretty obvious that this team is going to win because of their defense. Mm -hmm. And this was the first game that their defense really didn't step up. Maybe it was because, you know, we've seen young quarterbacks who haven't played much have some success, right? So that's what Hurts did. Um, So getting back to Hurts, I was really happy to see him play that well. And I really don't think he had a great game. It just goes to show how bad Wentz has been that the standard is so low like I said, I thought the Eagle defense was the reason they won this game, but they desperately had to have this game. If they didn't win, especially moving on from Wentz and Hurts didn't play well, now they have to go back to Wentz probably as a broken quarterback. Now they can at least buy themselves some time and say, hey, we have three games left. We're still, I can't believe it, in contention to possibly get this division with three games remaining. Uh, we're going to ride the guy who who gave us our first win in a really long time. So we finished off the NFC East. So before we move on to our final two games, who wins this division? I think Washington wins this division. I agree with you. Speaking of Washington, let's talk about them now. I guess we didn't finish off the NFC East. Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, doesn't matter. 
They did just enough to win the game. Their defense won them that game. Two defensive touchdowns. Chase Young is a generational talent, well-deserving of the number one overall pick. Two overall pick. He was... Oh, number yeah, two. he was two. I'm sorry. Burrow went one. I'm sorry. That's all right. He should have been number one. Sorry, Joe. I don't Burrow. know about that. But, uh, but hey, it was. I'll put it this way. You remember last year when the Giants won that Week 16 game in Washington against the then Redskins? That's when you can say it. They um, they got – it was that fight for who was going to get the second pick. And because Jones won that game, uh, the Giants ended up moving up to the four spot. And Washington got two. And it was the – I kept saying I think it's always important that your young quarterback in his rookie year can win on the road late in overtime against a division rival. I yeah, think that's that shit cute. matters. Yeah, I think that shit matters. I, I do. Um, <laughs> and – all year, I was like, yeah, Chase Young's great. We all know Chase Young's great. And Thomas has been much better of late, the Giants offensive offensive lineman who they drafted for. He's been much better. He got off to a rocky start. He's been much better of late, and he looks like he's a, he's a keeper on the Giants offensive line. It's a little bit in flux. Sunday was the first time that I watched the game and said, you know what? Maybe it would have been better to have lost that game and gotten Chase Young. Because what he did to, to um, Mullen – uh, Mullins, right, and Nick Mullins in San Francisco. Abuse. That was just not fair. He, ab- it was abuse. It, it was, it was absolute abuse. And, and listen, I'm all for the your young quarterback winning games, but I mean, after the Giants cut him in two years, what's it'll be a nice story Jeez. for his grandkids. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. I mean, As, I mean, I don't want to go that, and I certainly hope you're wrong. But yeah, it's. It, it, it was the first time that I, I watched it and said, like, oh, maybe it would have been good to have lost that game. And <laughs> we have Chiefs Young on our defensive line for the next 10 years. Yeah, man. Well, you can't go back in time, and I'm sure the Jets will be doing the same thing after the Patriots tank and they lose that game and they win that oh, game. Oh, my God. Controversies yeah. are swirling already. I'm hopefully going to speak it, hopefully going to speak it not into existence. I'm going to do a little reverse right. jinx here. Let's move on yeah. to the. Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second best team in the AFC, I think it's the Buffalo Bills. What do you think? I'm with you. Uh, By, I mean, talked. far margin, though. I'd, I'd take the Chiefs over oh, anybody. Yeah. Me too. Um, when we last talked, Pittsburgh hadn't lost yet. And they were probably the... Remember last year when we talked about how the Packers were really, like... They, they kept Fugazi. winning, but they weren't that impressive. Yeah, Fugazi. I was going to say not that impressive. It's it's exactly what Pittsburgh is. I mean, Roethlisberger now with no running game at all to speak of is throwing the ball like 45 times a game. If that's the case, sign me up to pick against them. <laughs> all for like Tommy John for surgery first, or whatever he had. Yeah, for, for a first-round exit, yeah. I mean, yeah, listen. I mean, and listen, they honestly, they really didn't play anybody. You know what I mean? Uh, they beat the they Giants, nice the Broncos, wins, Texans. Uh, stop me when there's a playoff team, a real playoff team. Philadelphia Eagles, they beat the Browns. Okay, maybe a playoff team. They beat yep, the Titans, maybe a playoff team. They beat the Ravens, not a playoff team as of right now. They At beat the, the top, Cowboys. Though, that was a great win because that was on the road. But now we're starting Baltimore. to see yeah. that it might not be. Uh, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Jaguars, they beat the Ravens again, and then they lost. So they really didn't beat anybody that impressive. 
No, I mean, I, I know you got to play the teams in front of you, but I mean, looking at their schedule, Jesus Christ, they have the easiest schedule in football. Well, we also are doing this in a time where we've had almost an entire season to go off of. When they beat Baltimore in Baltimore, that was after Baltimore was playing really well. And I think at that time it was like, wow, they outlasted them. That's a really big time win. I know when they beat Tennessee, Tennessee was playing well. So you got to kind of peel back the layers a little bit. And think no, you're right. But listen, then. after – after using my hindsight and watching these games, I don't think Pittsburgh is a very good team. Like you said, their defense has had a lot of injuries. They lost Devin Bush. They lost um, they lost a guy on the defensive line. I forgot his name. They lost Spillane, who was playing for Devin Bush, who was playing really well. Um, they don't have a running game, and their wide receivers can't couldn't catch a fucking cold. Can I ask you a question? Would you be more surprised if they lost their first playoff game or if they went to the Super Bowl? I'd be more surprised if they went to the Super Bowl with this okay. team. Okay. All due respect yeah, to, because... to Tomlin and, and and that whole team down there and Big Ben and whatever, they just don't have it this year. you got to have a running game. It's so funny because they're 11-2. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they... yeah, it's... It's an extremely it's fugazi 11 and 2. A very 2020 11 and 2. It's a very 2020 11 and 2 for sure. And I would agree with you. I would not pick against them to lose their first game. They're probably getting a home playoff game because I'm looking here. The Bills are 10 and 3. Pittsburgh's 11 and 2. So they just have to secure that second that second spot. Um, because obviously the Chiefs, unless something really crazy happens, are gonna are gonna get first place and, and that first round by. Pittsburgh's gonna do all they can to make sure that they get that too. Remember, they're they're only a few years removed from losing a divisional weekend game against Blake Bortles. So absolutely, they've had they've had some letdowns in the postseason as of late. Yeah, definitely, they they definitely have. Let's move on to the final game. Um. I deemed it as probably the best game of the season so far, the COVID-riddled season. Um, kind of a surprise after after the first, what, two and a half quarters. I look up and I'm like, let me pop this game back on. Um, before you know it, it's 42-42. Ravens are tied with the Browns. And Lamar said he had cramps. I know he had to take a shit. You don't walk like that unless you had to take a shit, Sean. Let's be honest. You know, I've had to do both. I've had to take some shits. I've also had some really bad cramps. You're have right. you ever gotten cramps while taking a shit? Uh, no, that mm. I have not. That's tough. How about you? Yeah. I was Legs cramped that. up I, once or twice. It's not. It's not fun. That's yeah. That sounds really bad. I, I wouldn't. I, I would feel like okay. This is this is it. I, <laughs> I die now. Um. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely walk different ways given the two. He definitely looked like he had to go to the locker room. That, that was a, that was an issue. <laughs> yeah, but then he came back out like Superman. People are comparing him to the Paul Pierce thing. The Paul Pierce thing was bullshit. Um, whether he real had fast, to take a shit or he, what? Real fast. You remember uh, there was a game this year where Aroldis Chapman was pitching and he like grimaced after throwing a pitch that was a pop out, and I, I think it was like the first or second out, and the cameras were on him, and the the Booney and and uh, the trainer came out and checked on him. 
And the reporters asked after the game, like, hey, is Chapman okay? He was grimaced. And Boone goes, sometimes nature calls. I think that was the Lamar Jackson situation. He really had to take a shit. Absolutely. Boone just throwing him right under the bus. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think this Browns team, again, they, the coach, they're, they're, what's their coach's name? Kevin Stefanski? Stefanski, yep. Yeah, I was close, Sean. You should be fucking proud of me. Um, I don't have to be proud for you being close on a name. Uh, come on, given my track record, I think you should be proud. But with that, <laughs> with that being said, I I Such think he's really bar. it's a lower bar than the it's a lower bar than the Eagles quarterback play. Yeah, well, it might be. Um, I think that coaching staff has really figured out how to use Baker again, a la Tannehill, to the best of their abilities. He's not a five, you know, read the field guy. He's a quick decision, play action type guy. They've got a two-headed monster at running back, and I think this team's gonna gonna make the playoffs pretty easily, especially given their schedule. Couldn't Coming agree up. with you more on all of that. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more on all of that. Uh, he definitely has him playing the kind of the kind of role as a quarterback he's been meant to be playing, and the weapons he has obviously have been tremendous assets for him, and and his offensive line is really good too. So uh, Baker, we we've shot on him a few times. I think he finally has the right coach, and he's playing the right system for him. They're playing my Giants this week. We'll do our pick soon, but yeah, the, it, it this this has playoffs. They're nine and four right now. At worst, they should finish with eleven wins. Yep, uh, and I mean, listen, the Browns might might be on the outside looking in with ten wins because I I mean. You're talking about the Ravens. Uh, excuse me, the Ravens. They're eight and five right now. They might get to eleven wins. We're rusty wins. today. But we're rusty today, by the way. I'm sorry, yes, everybody. We, it, it's definitely. I get names wrong when I'm hot, now. so, and I get shit confused when I'm hot. So this, this, you know, uh, but I am a little rusty. Um, they're eight and five right now. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they now have the head-to-head against. Well, no, they're yeah, they have the head-to-head against the Browns. They basically have to win out. They have the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. I do like their chances, so shit will be interesting. It will be interesting. If they don't make the playoffs, I know they've been kind of the poster children for COVID, which has not been good. And I think the NFL would – they're going to have to weigh the pros and cons because you want Lamar last year's MVP in the playoffs, especially trying to conquer some playoff demons. But you've also been like, you know what? These fuckers have almost cost us a couple of games several times. And, uh, you know, serves them right if they don't make it. Cause in baseball, you know, both the Marlins and the Cardinals made the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be a recency bias kind of thing and they're just going to let it ride because, I mean, by the end of the season, everybody just kind of forgot about that, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I, If I were to bet, i say Baltimore is able to win two of their next three at least, and they'll have ten wins and they'll – because there's seven teams now in the playoffs. So I, I think they'll be able to get one of those last spots. Listen, that that's interesting. We'll, we'll have to see. But let's move on to something that's actually going to happen next week. Let's make our picks. Hey, let's do it. It's been a while. Um, I don't think we're going to even have a bet this year because what the fuck is the point? It's 2020. Um, you went 2-2 two and two last time. Back in week 11 was the last time we spoke. I went 1-3. and three. Um, Good thing we're not having a bet this year for me. Um, 
<laughs> With that being said, Sean, why don't you lead us off? Um, are you rooting for the Cowboys this week because now you're a Texas boy, or are you a Texas, Texans fan? That's an obviously preposterous question, so <laughs> I'm not even going to justify that with a response. Um, we'll start with the Jets and the Rams. Um, the Rams here, they're a 16.5-point favorite. I have continually tried to give the Jets a little bit, just a sliver of like, how many times have they been at least 15 point under? We should look that up just for shits and giggles, that they've been at least 15 point dogs. I'll get our secretary on it. He hasn't done anything in a while and I'm paying him for nothing. Yeah. And it's going to be snowy tomorrow. So he's going to have some time. Um, Whatever it is, it's a lot. And I'm like, that's so many points. Fuck it. The Jets, they're so close. They're so close, my man, to the end of your baby boy's era and and now your sweet prince's era. They need to lose three more games. The Rams, they're riding high after kicking the shit out of New England. They'll cover this 16.5 points, I believe, easily. The Jets are scoring three points a game on a lot of occasions. Uh, Give me the Rams here. Absolutely. I'm in agreement with you. Three points is not going to cut it, and L.A. still has to win some games in order to lock up Hopefully a one seed for them. That's what they're hoping for, for sure. And and just this would be a good uh, like restoration of confidence, right? Like they're coming off that Thursday night win. It'll be a ten day gap from when they last played. And if they just go out and play a really shitty team that's trying to basically lose, and you wipe the floor with them, that means you have two games left in the season. You can sniff that first round by. Uh, I, I think it makes too much sense for they don't even have to play that well to win by 17 points. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to your G men. They are at home and they're underdogs by three and a half points, which I think is fair. Uh, mm-hmm. This game got flexed uh, to Sunday night, which is crazy because the game that was supposed to be played was the Cowboy game on Sunday night. So for NBC to flex a Cowboy Sunday night game out. Just goes to show how bad they are. And, Will, I hope you're crying and enjoy those Gary Sanchez calls as your team gets now back into the 1 o'clock purgatory game. <laughs> um, I don't have a good feeling about this game. I, I I was shocked that the Giants beat Seattle when they did. That was a, a, a week I really would have loved to have done a pod. And after the Cardinal game, I feel a lot less optimistic. Jones is not 100%. I think they're going to try to have him play anyway. And Cleveland's a really good team. And their they're running game's good. The Giants' defense, I think, will hang in there. But if the Giants' offense can't do much, it's going to be a lot like the Cardinals' game where the defense is on the field a lot. And Baker will make some throws. Give me Cleveland to absolutely cover this. And I think they'll win. <clears throat> Agree with you there. Cleveland minus three and a half. Wow, what a boring pod to come back to. We have no uh, no competition so far. Me and you are in lockstep there. Give me your your first out-of-market game. First out-of-market game, I'm going down to Miami where the Patriots are playing the Dolphins. And this is, I believe, the third consecutive road game for the Patriots. Mm. The two out the two out in LA, uh, Chargers, Rams, and now Miami. That makes where sense. They don't they don't play well and no. down there at all. They've lost some games when they've been really good. And I know they didn't beat um, Kansas City last week, but Miami hung in there and Flores, remember Flores knocked the Patriots out of that first round by last year up in Foxborough in week 
15, I think it was, um, with Fitzmagic. So I think that the Dolphins, they're the better team. I don't even think it's close right now, as hard as that is to say. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take them here. I like that pick. I think the Patriots are packing it in, which really makes me nervous for that last game of the Jets season. Let's go Jaguars. Um, First game I'm looking at here, I'm going to Philly. Mm. Yeah, I think um, Philly is at Arizona. Arizona is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, After a week of getting tape on Jalen Hurts, I think Arizona desperately needs another win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And I think Kyler Murray looked a little bit healthier last week, and Philly's defense played their their best game of the year. That was basically their Super Bowl. They're going to go back to normal. And I think Kyler Murray slings it all over him. Give me Arizona minus 5.5. I originally had Philly, but after speaking to myself, I'm going to go with Arizona minus 5.5. Well, nice that you guys had a good conversation. Um, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, Philly, they got that one win. Arizona played really well against the Giants. Arizona needs these games. Uh, I know Philly thinks they're cute, still having a chance, but they don't. My last game, before you give your much-anticipated sperm bank pick of the week, I'm going to Atlanta where Tampa Bay is visiting the four-win Falcons. Tampa's only a a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I, they have to win this game, and they ha- and they have to do some damage. There is no excuse if they don't play well in this game because they're only eight and five, and they're trying to you know jockey for some kind of the division's out of reach. But they they want one of the first wild card, I'm sure. So give me Tampa. Brady's not going in there and putting up an egg. I don't think. I, I think that they're going to win this game pretty easily. So give me Tampa to cover the four and a half, and I don't think it'll be that close. Right after we shit on Tampa, you throw them right into your mix. They're playing the fucking Falcons. I know. (laughs) All right. We're finally here, buddy. The much-anticipated sperm bank pick of the week. It has been a while. Um, I know everybody's been clamoring. Uh, The Twitter has been blowing up, asking, Mm. where is the sperm bank pick of the week? I'm homeless now because I haven't had any good bets to place. Um in a few weeks. The Spring Bank Pick of the Week has no sponsor this week. Due None. to the fact of our, irresponsi- our irresponsibility not doing a podcast. I blame you, Sean. I blame my secretary. I blame everyone else but myself. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I am going to... You're doing your best current president of the United States imitation right now. <laughs> yes, I, I absolutely <laughs> am. <laughs> I am going over to where the fuck is it? I'm looking for it on the schedule and I can't find it. Oh my god! I'm sorry, everybody. I'm struggling right now. Who do the I'm Bills play? Bo- I'm glad this isn't sponsored by anybody. <laughs> Who do the Bills play? God damn it, Sean! Are the Bills not on this list? Oh my god, dude! Give me a hint. This is so bad. <laughs> Give me a oh, hint. No, Who do the I Bills didn't play? Pick, I didn't Pick this goddamn game. I Jesus, now I got to fucking, now I got to Google it. So you're going to pick a game that you don't even know exists is what I'm getting here. I saw the spread and I liked it. Wow. Oh, the Bills play the Broncos. Fucking trash Broncos. <laughs> Where's the game? Oh, it's on Saturday. That's where it is. Okay, uh, we're back. 
everybody remember, 4.30 and 8.15, there are some Saturday games this week. This is the point in time where significant others, I'm not going to go gender here, significant others get really upset. This is a week Mm. where if your boyfriend doesn't like football or your girlfriend doesn't like football or whoever they are, and you do, this is the week where things might get a little hairy with the relationship and the whole COVID hanging out too much may boil over because you're watching football Thursday night, you're watching football Saturday night, you're watching football Sunday night, and you're watching football Monday night. That That's a tough explanation. It sounds like you're going to have a lot to talk about on the next pod because uh, you are absolutely doing the best you can to cover up your situation. We're all good here. No, no, no. We're all good here. I am... Uh, oh, Okay. I, I like to think of myself as a decent, uh, as a decent significant other. With that being said, Buffalo is at Denver. They are only favored by four and a half. Buffalo's going to win this game by a touchdown. Are you fucking kidding me? And they're trying to lock up that two seed in the AFC as well. So battling with All Pittsburgh. Right. Um, give me Buffalo, four and a half. Sperm bank pick of the week. Everybody move back into your apartments. You can lock it in. Well, now that we know what the game is, it the, the Saturday game threw me off. Really did. Uh, that was painful on so many levels. Okay, <laughs> well, that was bad podcasting. Sorry about that. Everyone. One has been bad. I dropped a y'all. You, you're not knowing the games. This is brutal. This has been a rough one. We we're gotta fight through we it. Gotta, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get through this. Um, all right. So there's our NFL for the week. Um, quick college football. You got the conference championships this weekend. Again, this is the least excited I've been for any weekend of championship games in a long ass time. Um, I'll just run through these real fast. Do you think Florida has a chance to beat Bama? They lost to LSU this week. Do you think there's any chance there, or is this just going to be another boring game? Nah, Bama's going to roll them, man. Their their offense. They have some great wide receivers down there, and that defense looks like. Probably as good as one of their championship years. I think so, too. And, and Mac Jones and uh, Devontae Smith are going for uh, for Heisman's here, too. Um, I think Trask just lost his shot after losing LSU. We can agree Clemson's going to win the ACC. Do we the care about the Heisman this year? It's like a fucking Zoom again, call, da-da-da. I, I mean. Yeah, I don't really care. It's it's again like for, if the university gets a player that wins it, great. I don't think fans care that much. I don't think it matters. Just get me to the final four. I really think that's when it'll start to feel good again. Ohio State Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. Ohio State hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, they're going to have a chance to win, and it means nothing to me. Do you think Northwestern has a shot? No. Northwestern lost okay. this year, right? Yeah, they have their one loss to Michigan State, I think it was. Yeah, I remember that game. No, no, they don't have a chance. Okay, uh, I agree with you on that. Uh, obviously, in the ACC title game, we know Clemson's going to roll there. And the other conference. Who do they play? Matter. Let's let's think... give the other team some love. They're playing Notre Dame. I th- I think they're playing Notre Dame. I wish Notre Dame would Notre stay Dame... in a conference. To be honest with you, I think it makes that things actually... easier. They joined the ACC just for this year. Right? Yeah, I know, I know, but I, I just wish they would stay. Yeah. They're ranked second. Uh, I know, I man. And they might yeah. be able to sneak into that playoff, depending how some of these other conference championship games go. I mean, Georgia's got to be out. 
Yeah, Georgia's out. We're going to have this again where Notre Dame gets in and they got no shot. I mean, they got rolled last year uh, by Clemson. I mean, that game wasn't even close. So we got that. Big 12, no one cares. And Pac-12, no one cares. Can we get to so, teams? No, because I didn't even look them up. <laughs> okay, well, you really don't care. Okay. Well, neither, none of those teams are going to be making the playoff any, anyways. That's so. why I didn't look at it. Yeah, that it's it, again, it's just windowed. I mean, the Pac-12, dude, they've played five games, I think. So, I mean, so is Ohio State, right? But at least they're legit. I <laughs> yeah. mean, does anybody actually think USC, who has five wins, I think they beat Arizona State by one, and mm-hmm. I think they beat one other team by like four like yeah, no, sorry. Not giving respect to them this year. So who is we have um, too much else to get to? Who is your top four, real quick? Uh, definitely Bama, definitely Ohio State, definitely Clemson, and I guess you gotta put, I guess you gotta put Notre Dame in there right now. I agree with you completely. I I don't really see another team that could make it in there. I mean, Wisconsin's Florida had it down here. Florida was, but then with the loss, can't uh, LSU. Yeah, and LSU is having a terrible year. I mean, everybody pretty much graduated onto the NFL, so they're they just I mean, obviously Coach O bought himself a lot of equity with that championship, but I mean Les Miles won a championship down there and they still fired his ass, so I don't know. I mean it left a long time later. Speaking of firing, there were some big time firings done uh this week. Kevin Lovey Smith at Lovey Smith and Gus Malzahn at Auburn. Interesting because he did he won a he won a national title with Cam Newton, I believe, right? No, that was Gene Chizik. Who yeah, was there you're at the right. Time. I get this. They, they they went to uh, a championship game and yes. lost to Jameis. Yes, yes, yes. And he has three wins against Saban and Iron Bowls. I think that's pretty. That's pretty damn good. I don't know where they're going to go with their with their head coach, but they're going to make a splash. That's a tough job to lose. I think they're going to make a splash. You, Bo Jackson. You gotta think so. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Oh my God, I would love that. I would. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, Lovey Smith. Understandable. Illinois has been terrible, um, but I, I mean, I they don't were know. better last year. Yeah, they, were, they had some nice wins last year. This year, no good. I think they won six games last year. I, I mean, as for Auburn, I, re- I really don't know, and I, I'd be interested to see where Malzahn goes. Does he stay in the college game? Does he? I think he's a college coach at heart. I don't think he's an NFL guy. No, no, and I and somebody's going to give him a shit ton of money. Because yeah. he's a damn good coach, really. I mean, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's the type of guy that's going to turn around a program. Oh, I do too. Absolutely, I do. You know who's another team, by the way, who's on the outside looking in. But if something breaks their way this week, is Texas A and M. They're yeah. they're a team that has a chance to get in. If Notre Dame goes down, or if Clemson goes down, one of those teams goes down. And well, they they're win. paying their head coach um, enough money, right? Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. He he's done a great job there, which no one is really super surprised about. Um, you ready to talk some NBA? Yeah, man. Let's get into it. Let's talk a little NBA. We'll briefly go over the MLB because it's been uh, it's been absolutely quiet. NBA has not. That sucks. Um, talk draft really quick. I was disappointed in the Knicks. Um, I'm happy with the eight no stop and OB top and pick. I think he is going to be Amari Stoudemire. Like, um, mm. I know he's hey, a little older. I, I texted you la I texted you laughing because I don't know if he can dribble the ball below his waist, but that is not why <laughs> he was picked. Um, I think he's going to be able to learn how to become a shot blocker. He's a great rebounder. He can shoot a little bit and he can fly. 
he is athletic as all hell. And I do think that, again, we talked about this after they made the pick. He might not be the best player, but you know what? He's He is a damn near polished, ready NBA player, which you haven't had with some of your drafts. I mean, Neil Kino was a, was a project. Obviously, Knox was a project, still is. And Barrett was the consensus number three, but it really fell on, you know, it, it didn't feel any good because you didn't get Zion or Ja. This is a guy who he's going to walk in and be good. I don't know what his ceiling is, but he's always going to be good, and I guess there's something to be said for that. Absolutely. I was a little more disappointed with their later picks and trades and whatever you want to call it. Um, one guy that I told you I was really upset about that I'll talk about really quick before we move on to some other things. Um, he fell to the second round. A lot of a lot of mock drafts had him late lottery, around the 14th pick. Fell to the second round, of course, to a very well-run team, the Mavericks. It's Tyrell Terry. Mark my words, yeah. Sean. He will be playing crunch time for this team. He will be getting big-time buckets. He is a poor man's version of Trey Young. Well, that's... That's quite some uh, that's quite some lofty expectations you're putting on him. But I know you liked him a lot during the draft period. There were a couple guys that fell further than I thought they would. Sucks you didn't get him, but you know, Dallas is if if he plays the way you expect him to, then Dallas is gonna they're gonna be absolutely dirty in in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, I think they finally losing Seth Curry, but being able to get him and a better defensive player in um, Josh Richardson, I was really happy with that deal. Obviously, they traded Seth Curry, but they have plenty of shooting on that team to replace it. He's going to slide right into that Seth Curry spot and be great. Um, why don't we finish? Why don't we? Why don't we get the trade out of the way that everybody talked about about two weeks ago? But you and I have both been busy. You with you are going to see the many doctors for your gender change, and me just right. um, going through daily life. And that is the James, sure. not James Harden. Although James Harden seems to have orchestrated it, the you know, Russell you're Westbrook. Build things up like that with that segue. You better land the fucking punchline. Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Um, how are we feeling about that trade? I think John Wall's got a little bit left in the tank, and I like it for the Wizards because there's only one extra year on that Westbrook contract. You know the guy's going to play every single game unless a body part falls off. Maybe his head because he, he's like one of those uh, – what, what, what mythical figure? You have to kill their brain for them to die as a vampire? I don't know, but he will play regardless. No, the vampire, you stab him in the heart with the with like the uh... – the stake. Okay, the stake. well, it, Russell Westbrook is along those lines. you got to stab him in the heart through a, with a stake in order for him not to play, and I think this is a 40-plus win team. They're probably going to make the playoffs. We'll talk about that in our future um, NBA preview. How do you feel, buddy? You know, I, I wanted to be more excited about this move. To me, it was just splashy names with really no significance. I, I don't think that either of them – it was done for two different reasons. One, obviously, Houston's trying to keep Harden and make him happy. He wasn't happy playing with Russ. Russ wasn't happy playing with him. He was going to get moved. James Harden John wasn't Wall. happy playing with Dwight. He wasn't happy playing with Chris Paul. He wasn't happy playing nope. with Russell Westbrook. It just sounds like nope. James Harden isn't happy. 
I don't think he is. He sounds a lot like what you did in the beginning of this podcast. And I, I, I truly believe that Washington really wants Beal because they're, Beal has committed to them, but also is saying, hey, like you got to help me out. And I think this kind of player, Russell Westbrook, is good for him in the sense that he's not going to take shots away from him, right? Wall was shooting a little bit more. Westbrook's not going to do that. Westbrook, come on, man. Westbrook's not going to take shots away from him. Yeah, threes. Okay, maybe not threes, but he's going to take the ball out of his hands. Uh, I mean, Westbrook is the... Westbrook is the most ball-dominant player aside from his running mate, James Harden, in the history of the NBA. Stylistically, I don't think the Wall and Beal combo worked, and obviously the Harden-Westbrook one didn't work. So I think these were two teams. The only way you were going to move off of any of these guys was to match salaries. Like I said before I went into it a little bit, I don't think it's that significant. I don't think it makes Houston any better. Harden still wants out. And I don't think it makes Washington that much better. Yeah, you have a more energized and healthy player. In, in I think it West makes Washington Westbrook. a little bit better. I think they go from being a lottery team to a playoff team. What that means, does it really matter? But if they have a healthy, no, but if they had a healthy John Wall. Well, yeah, but if I had a million dollars. They weren't going to be a lottery team. No, but they weren't going to be a lottery team anyway. They were going to be fighting for an eight seed, seven seed. I don't know. John Wall, we'll have to see with him. He's looked good in preseason. A lot of players have looked good in preseason. LaMelo Ball looks pretty good in preseason. Um, So do you think Harden makes it to the regular season? Then my second question is, do you think he makes it through? If it's a yes, he makes it to the regular season. Yeah, I think he starts. I think he starts the season. Uh, I don't think you can just try to make the move now. When's the trade deadline this year? March, right? So Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the teams are playing coy with them, too. I mean, Kyrie and Durant aren't on the table for your Brooklyn Nets. Simmons isn't on the table, apparently, for the uh, for the Sixers. So, I mean, obviously, Simmons might be on the table, but they're just trying to... Daryl's trying to lowball his old team over there. But I think he definitely starts the season. Does he end it, I think, is the better question. I don't think he does. And, and no. you know what? If he does, it's going to be the Anthony Davis thing where he'll get moved as soon as next offseason starts. That'd be brutal because you, that means that he's going to fucking sit out three quarters of the season. Which might happen, especially if they're not good. Uh, yep. Let me ask you a question, and let's talk fairly about this. Because we the last time we talked Harden rumors, it seemed like there was almost a deal done with the Nets, which turned out not to be the case at all. And... Uh, I've listened to a lot of people, Bill Simmons on The Ringer. I've listened to a a decent amount of people talk about where he could be and ways in which teams could do it. And I think we're going to be in lockstep where if you're just doing player for player as a match, the best trade partner is Philly, right? If you get Ben Simmons back for him, that's the move to Absolutely. I mean, these package deals with a million players and draft picks, like – those really never work out. I mean, the best deal that's ever happened is AD for the to the Pelicans, and who knows what those players are even going to turn into. And that was the probably yeah. the best one that wasn't superstar for borderline to superstar. I'm with you. So Usually you lose that, when you're trading the best player in the trade. Yeah, always. But unless he doesn't want to be there. Because remember, a couple weeks ago he turned down that two that, – uh, 
the last or the option right for the last two years so even if he doesn't want to be there he's still a major asset and you, and you got to get what's best for him and Simmons is, is the deal you've, you've seen how this works out though and what's interesting about what Harden's done and this will transition us into our next discussion topic for the NBA which is by the way the greatest soap opera of all time um you've got now teams who are there's only a few on his wish list, right? So it started with, I want to go to Brooklyn and, and Shams reported and Woes reported that he was intent on saying, I want to go to Brooklyn. Okay. Well, that might not happen. And Houston doesn't necessarily love the Nets trade package. And then it's okay. I welcome a trade to Philly. Then he also puts, uh, Miami. Miami and I think Milwaukee. It was Toronto, Milwaukee. That's who it was on his wish list. So, now, if you have to trade him, because remember, what part of what made the AD thing work so well was AD said, I want to be a Laker. I want to be a Laker. You can trade me to whomever you want, but I'm not going to sign there. So other teams are like, well, we're not going to give you a really good return if he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be a Laker. So they're going to eventually have to take the package from the Lakers. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen with Harden. And now you have to start looking at packages. Obviously, we just agreed player for player. It's it's Philly with, with, uh, with Simmons. Unbiasedly, I don't know, unless Bam or Harrow is on the table, are you getting a better return than Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, and a slew of picks and pick swaps? Who else has that? I'm thinking Denver is the only other team Denver. that could make a move at him. But if he doesn't want to go to Denver, then it doesn't matter unless mm-hmm. you have to find a way to get somebody like an MPJ. What do you think? I mean, let's not even talk about Denver because he hasn't added it to the list, right? If he adds it to the list, it gives us a topic. But, I mean, if you're talking a package deal, yes, but he has mentioned Philly as a team that he wanted to go to, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I I still, I I hate to tell you as a Brooklyn Nets fan. It's Simmons and who? No, it's fine, but it's Simmons and who? Where else do they go? uh, As if I'm them, I'm, I'm... I'm going to figure out a package around Simmons. I mean, as long as the salaries match up and I'm not trading Embiid, I I don't care. Mm -hmm. Straight up, I mean, I need somebody that is going to be – because you can go – we can go up and down the list. And if you really want to do it, you can go listen to to Bill Simmons' podcast because he fucking did it in detail of these trades where you don't get a superstar in return and it's pretty grim. I mean, this will set back their franchise – even if they get a million draft picks, probably five to seven years. So I don't give a shit. I want Simmons, and that's it. Karis LeVert, nice player. I don't know how he'll be on a team that needs to be his. Um, Dinwiddie, same thing. I, I mean, these guys are these guys are overqualified six men, right? Oh, I'm agreement with you there for sure. So, I mean, when you when you try to turn them into the third man or the second man, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. They can still get their, you know, 18 to 20 a game, but that's not fucking 40, right? No, no, it's not. And so, not I, I, in my opinion, it's 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 if Ben Simmons is on the table, give me him and 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 try and get some draft picks out of it. Try and get some scraps, I guess. If if Ben Simmons is on the table, that's the move. For if me not, as well. of course your Mets Mets your Nets offer is the best. 
Yeah, unless Miami throws in somebody like a Bam. Or I think Ty, I, I think Bam is off limits. He just signed the extension. But I do think Tyler Harrow is a player that, that could be on the table. What else they throw in there? I don't know. Kendrick Nunn, maybe. Yeah, you, yeah, um, you do like Nunn, Harrow, maybe like, you know, Duncan Robinson in addition to a shit ton of picks and pick swaps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if Simmons is off the table, which I find it hard to believe that he is because we've seen the simmons mb matchup and all that shit and obviously daryl morey is in love with james harden and he's run things over there in philly now um i i just think they're playing coy but i do think the nets have the best offer i think the nets have the best offer and it, and all it will take is Harden to be like yeah i know i put these teams on but uh i want to be a net and make it happen and then the, the Nets have, you know, they they hold all they hold all the leverage because they're the team, they're the preferred destination, and they have. You would not be upset if you got a lot of those guys. You're right; none of them are superstars. I don't think any of them are going to be anywhere close to even. How many years does he have left stars. on his contract? Is it two or three? I think it's three. I mean, these uh, two. Teams, no, two, these teams, two. It's two because he he turned down the option, and it would align him with Katie and Kyrie's timeline. I, two years is is a long time. Uh, I yeah, these teams getting hamstrung over these. I mean, listen, if he's a free agent next year, it's one thing. You don't want to get nothing for your player, but I don't know, man. I mean, two years is a long time. Yeah, at least AD only had one. Yeah, it just kills me, just because it's like these teams are so worried about losing these guys, and then they end up getting these shit deals because they're so scared to get nothing, but he could change his mind ten times over. Look at how many times he changed his mind on guys he wants to play with. It's wild, dude, and I think there definitely seems to be animosity towards the owner uh, and his Well, that's not going to change, right? Leanings, and that's not going to change. So it's, it might, actually, because he's pretty broke from what I hear. But you never yeah, know. But they, Once you're in that fraternity, it's, it's look at Donald yeah, Sterling. The, the, it was tough to get his right, ass the, out. The sale of a team is almost impossible, and there's some broke ass owners all over sports. Um, I, it, the other thing that kind of plays into this now is the news that broke today that Giannis is signing the supermax to stay in Milwaukee, because that was another domino that could have fallen where teams who weren't willing to give up the deck for Harden were kind of playing coy, as you said, and waiting for. Giannis to demand a trade. Well, now he's not going to. So now there's these teams who are going to be in the Harden sweepstakes. I was not surprised because of how Giannis is, but after the botching of the Bogdanovich trade and you've got Drew Holiday and you've got Middleton, is that a good enough supporting cast? I don't know if he'll be happy with his situation in two or three years and then he'll demand a trade. But were you surprised to see the news that he did it? Or were you like, yeah, that's the honest. No, I mean, listen, he, you got to take the super max when you get it. I mean, that's, that's life changing money right there. Um, and again, whether Giannis is that type of guy or not, if I'm in his position, I can always say, Hey, fuck it. If I'm upset, I can just demand a trade. It seems like that's the course of action now, right? Yeah, take the money and run, right? Absolutely. He would have been more than comp, you know, compensated if he 
went somewhere else. So it, it wouldn't have been. But that supermax that gives the Bucks the advantage. He gets the extra year or whatever, the right. extra money. So you're going to sign that deal. You're going to get more money than you could anywhere else. And then if you want to move on, you just fucking tell your agent, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Get Figure me out. the fuck out. Yeah. Exactly. Get me out of so here. So there's really All no right, so- there's no loss there. No. And I think he'll and, be and on I the Bucks. I mean, listen, if the Bucks melt down two more times in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he demands a trade. But the Bucks had to do it, obviously, and I think he's going to be there for at least two more years to try and win a title. Yeah, me too. I think the hard part with him too is he is the guy there, and if you build, if you if you bring in guys or trade for guys or sign guys that you know you're consulting with Giannis during it. So he's given he's given the green light on a lot of these moves and transactions. He's the number one guy. He's now the defending two-time MVP. So you better hold up your end of the bargain. And if you don't win, you can't be coming out and crying about how you weren't good enough, especially in the East. I mean, you got the Nets. You've got, obviously, Miami, who went to the finals. Miami, Philly, Boston. Yep. And you could put Toronto, I guess, in there a little bit still, too, with re-signing Van Vliet. I, I think that team's still good. So I, there's no reason. If they win in this 72-game season, what? If they win 60, if they win 55, and they're the one seed again, and they don't advance past the second round, it, all hell is going to break loose there. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Then we might be talking less than two years. All right, anything else going on in, um, in the NBA? Because we're going to do our preview, so we won't do any predictions. No, that's basically it, man. Basically it. All right, let's move on to some MLB. It has been incredibly quiet. Aside from our um, counterparts here in New York, the New York Mets, obviously with Cohen, um, the new owner, Bobby Axelrod, um, they, what, did they break the seal on free agent signing, I think? What's that? Did they break the seal? Was this the first free agent signing? There have been some small ones, but this was the first of like one of the notable free agents. Yeah, James McCann, four years. Jim- I'm sorry, what? I was going to say Charlie Morton. Actually, he he went to the Braves. True. That was a one year. That's going to yep. be a monster rotation. Um, Mets signed James McCann, who is a former All Star, got tucked away on the bench because the Chicago White Sox got um, Yasmani Grandal. And I was kind of disappointed in that because I thought he was a good player. I'm happy to see he'll be starting again. Four years, $40 million. I like this deal a lot. I like the deal a lot too. He's a really quality player. We'll see what he is playing every single day again. But obviously he's an upgrade defensively from Wilson Contreras. and uh, Wilson Ramos, Sean. <laughs> or Wilson Ramos. Ah, hey, shit. Look at that. you in the names. I had Wilson Contreras on my mind because of fucking Will. Um, yeah, Will will argue yeah. you to death about that one, but Contreras is pretty good. He'll, he'll tell me defense. Wilson Ramos is better than Gary Sanchez, too. Um, <laughs> he might be right. Yeah, so you had Wilson Ramos, so that's no good. So obviously you get James McCann. Uh, and they didn't break the bank for him, you know, four years, 40 million, 10 annually. They're going to still be a, I, I, I would be surprised if, if they don't get Springer, but for now that's a good move for them. Absolutely. Springer and Bauer, they will be wearing Mets uniforms. I definitely think Springer, uh, Bauer's a fucking wild card. He can go anywhere, but yeah, <laughs> I, Buster only said that he would give up his farm. I think was his quote. If, if, uh, Springer doesn't end up as a Met. That's well, how sure he good is. Good to know he has a farm. All right. 
Let's talk about it. Let's get this out of the way. Boone said today the Yankees are focused on re-signing DJ LeMahieu. I have already told you, Sean, that mm-hmm. I will not be supporting the Yankees or rooting for them this year if they do not re-sign DJ LeMahieu. I'm still going to watch the games because I need to stay up to date for the pod, and my girlfriend is a diehard Yankees fan, so the games will be on in the background, and if God willing, we are allowed to go to games. She will be taking me to games whether I like it or not, but I will not wear an article of Yankees clothing this year, and I will not give them a dime aside from buying alcohol at the games, which is a lot of money, but I I can't. I'm not going to be sober at these games. I'd rather you do that than buy a hat. I think the game we went to uh, was my first sober game in a really long time, and they won, but hey. Yeah, it was a playoff game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, listen, he's a priority. If it's if he's the only free agent they signed this year, that's a big name. That's fine by me. Just you need to get this guy has been the best player on the team. It's not even close. You need to get this guy back. And if you I'm and if and if it comes at the expense of the Francisco Lindor trade, I don't know if those two are uh, intertwined or whatever. I don't. Think I'm okay are. with that too. I think that that's the way you'd want to go, and I think that is the way the Yankees want to go. Listen, LeMayhew is in a great spot because I hate when I hear people be like, he was underpaid. No, 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 no. He overperformed his contract. Listen, we had a good like, – we should have won a World Series with, with that contract. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That that was – Absolutely. And No, he wasn't overpaid because, listen, he was, he was an all-star player in Colorado, gold glove player, but he wasn't this in Colorado. The Yankees unlocked no. a little something, a lot of something more, and I give um, Cashman and that t- and the the front office all the credit in the world. He wasn't overpaid. No, underpaid. I said he wasn't underpaid. I, I don't like. That's what I meant. He yeah, underpaid. underpaid. Yeah, uh, he he overachieved and and he was became an MVP candidate to his two years in New York so far. I believe this deal will get done, and the back and forth you and I had was. I was speaking from it from not a fan standpoint, but knowing how this team operates. And, I, they, you know, I, I do hate when people are like, oh, the Yankees don't spend money. You know, they're being cheap. It's like they spent $329 million on Garrett Cole last year. Listen, I, I'm not calling the Yankees they, cheap. But I know you're not. But to argue semantics on. over a year four, a year five, I just think is bullshit. But if you want to do it for a guy like Patrick Corbin, who isn't going to be your ace pitcher, fine. By the way, he was one of the reasons why the Nationals won the World Series. But Yes, but it was also because they knew Cole was going to be a free agent the next year, and if they were going to give the money out to a starter, underst- they were going to wait for Cole. Understood. I don't think there's a better free agent on the market than DJ LeMahieu. The guy's I'm a top you, three MVP seen, candidate. And you've seen him do it on this team. He's the table setter. He does everything that the Yankees He's want. He's a table Everybody, setter, but more. Yes, but what I'm saying guy is... I had 100 RBIs two years ago. You give him that dimension that you know, on a power-hitting team that strikes out a lot, he's the antithesis of that, which is Absolutely. great. So you, you, and he, he's super versatile. I would give him the five, and I would say whatever you want. You want to come back. Every every report says he wants to be back. But his agent's saying this is your one time to cash in. And the Yankees know that too. 
And every other decision hinges on that because, like you said, you don't care if this is the only free agent that they sign, but they might want to knock it back. They might have somebody else in their list that they want, and giving DJ a fifth year for another $20 million or so, that's going to impact their ability to bring in somebody else too. So it's all they're all connected. I don't think the Lindor one is. Lindor's a pipe dream. I think he gets moved. I don't think the Yankees are the ones that are going to get him because then you have to trade Glaber. If DJ comes back in that situation, you know how I feel about Claver. I do, and that's why I don't think it'll get done uh, because Cleveland should demand him. And if you have DJ, you you gotta you gotta make Claver be your everyday shortstop. I'll There's trade anybody on the team besides that. besides Claver. Gary Sanchez, well, if, you want him? Well, if you have <laughs> DJ, if you have DJ at second, you're getting Lindor. Uh, where's Glaber playing now? You know, no, so no, you move Voight. I mean, listen, this is a fantasy team dream. This is, yeah, this is what you do in the show, it. but you move on from Voight. You put DJ at, at first. You put Glaber at second. You put Lindor at his natural position shortstop. You trade Aaron Judge in that deal. Um, um, he's getting old. Let's just face facts. 29, I think. Uh, he might be 30 now, bro. Is he? I, I don't think he's that old. You gotta, you gotta. We go, dude. We that. do this like this is our this is our semi annual check. Aaron Judge's age. Well, because <laughs> this is only his fourth year. Yeah, I know, but he spent so much time down. Uh, he's yeah, twenty eight. He he's twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he was thirty. I said twenty nine. High. But yeah. So <laughs> I, I, anyway, my my uh, my prediction is after tough negotiations, after a lot of. You know, this is the, what it would cost. This is what we'll have to do. DJ is going to be a Yankee for at least. I, I'm going to predict it's going to be a four-year deal for about 92 million, with an option for a fifth year. Listen, and get the damn thing done. done. I've been itching to put my Yankees gear on, but I have not worn it since I came up with this whole thing. Yeah, well, you've definitely. I mean, for you to text me, and we had a back-and-back back text, which we don't have super long ones that often last week about it. And I, I'm, by the way, my fan, my fan boys, I, which you often call me out for, I obviously want him back and I would do anything, but it's not my money. It's not my business. And it's not my ability to get something done. I, I would do it in a heartbeat, but last year we got Garrett Cole. So it's, it's one of those deals. Um, I really hate how slow baseball is with this shit. And they got to figure out something. If they really want to talk about exciting the young fan base, don't you think the best way to do that is to make the air off season so much more exciting and just like the NFL and NBA where everything happens in like a week or two? Because this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. But, yeah, I would I would like to, to make the, the off season more fun. But I think there's a million things that they need to figure out. Um, before they figure out the off season, let's let's think about some in season things too. Manfred sucks, well, bro. Manfred sucks ass. Yeah, yeah, I know he has not been good for the sport. And now you're hearing that because they want every player vaccinated, that pre that the uh, season might not start till May. And I really hope that this isn't a uh, a pawn that they're using to against each other, the, the commissioner's office and the players association to get their kind of game amount of games in. But after what transpired this past year, I don't put anything past them. It was, we were so depressed about it last year when these, when these two 
I don't know what you want to call them. Businesses, just being the sides, players' yeah. association and the and the MLB, we're going back and forth, and clearly nothing's changed. Or am I surprised by it? No, but I'm I'm continuing to be disappointed. You ready to move on? Oh, I'm very ready to move on. Hopefully, someday. Thank God the NBA starting. When do the winter meetings happen? They already happened. They were last week. Really? But they were virtual, obviously. I know, but it's usually a big deal. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're right. They should figure Nothing something happened. out for the offseason. I thought they... They wow. have to, and they should demand it. Because you know what? I understand that players want to take their time and, and go to the right spot. And, and deals happen sometimes super sporadically and also really out of nowhere. But the NBA is able to do it. The NFL is able to do it. And it's so fucking exciting when free agency starts. I mean, there's whole shows. There's entire weeks dedicated to moves. And Absolutely. And they're happening all over the place. Well, I mean, there's also a shorter time period put on for most of those sports, right? Yeah, the NFL, what? The Super Bowl ends the first weekend of February. And then the new calendar, the season calendar, begins, I think, on like They March should just shorten the mor- moratorium or, or whatever it's called. Yeah, and the NBA starts theirs on July 1st normally, and the season doesn't start, the preseason doesn't begin till one, like early October. There's still a good amount of time. Spring training is supposed to start in February. Figure your shit out. I, I agree with you, man. All right, let's talk college basketball briefly before we just talk a little pop culture and just catch up a little bit more on our lives. Um,. Yeah, this season, and you know I love college basketball. Um, yeah, I do too. It's your it's your wheelhouse, but I, I love it too. Um, it, it's been a rough season. Um, I'm looking at the coaches poll right now. I mean, the teams that you expect to be there are there. You know, you got the Gonzaga. They've only played three games, but they're number one. Villanova's in the top ten. Kansas does not look good this year, in my opinion. But let's talk about college basketball as a whole. I just had to put that jab in there because, of course, Will Smith is a Kansas fan. Um, <laughs> what do we think? Are they going to make it to the tourney? I think they have to. Yeah. I think they have bleeding. to. With all the money they lost last year, they have to. Talk about your UConn team, man. You sad? They were supposed to play St. John's last Friday. I, I was know. I was some, looking. I was looking forward to that. And they had another COVID outbreak, their second one now, and they just returned to practice today. Yeah, I'm bummed out. I like what I saw from some of their. What know, the hell are they doing uh, up there in teams. Stores, Connecticut? Fucking, I don't know, but it's not good. I mean, Jesus Christ! Have There's you ever been to Stores, to bro? It, it's it's. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, it's not a great times. place to live. There's nothing to do. Exactly. So stay in your fucking dorm rooms and play 2K. You got these teams like Texas down in Austin with my buddy Sean over here. They're figuring out a way to do it. You got Villanova right outside of Philly. They're figuring out how to do it. I mean, these teams that have much more things to do to get themselves in trouble, they're figuring it out. Yeah, it it sucks, man. It's just a downer because I was really excited to talk college basketball with you and talk about some of the the young talent that UConn has and what I Mm -hmm. think this team could be. And and I'm not going to lie to you. I've shut down on it a couple times. I haven't even checked Bleacher Reports up because I'm like, just their season and college basketball season to me, it's a farce. No, college basketball. Like I think this entire season oh, is like, okay. going to be a farce. It sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah college sports in general, in my opinion, to be honest. 
Yeah. So, so I gave my piece. What are you thinking? And and about your St. John's A? Are you excited about their season at all? No. What do you no, think no, 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 no. It's going to be. I mean, listen. Oh, I'm just going to say this. So okay. you hire a coach that coached formerly at Arkansas. He has no roots to New York City. He probably hadn't even been to New York City yet in his fucking life. And, and guess who's coaching just up the road, Sean? Just up the road in New Rochelle. Patino. Richard Patino. Slick fucking Rick. <laughs> 2000 and whatever. 12, 11, 15 national champion. I don't care if it got taken away. It's tattooed on his body. And, and there's that a I billboard I drive by on my way to work every single day. Or most days. And it says... Iona or New Rochelle or whatever welcomes you, Rick Patino, and I give it the middle finger every fucking time. <laughs> St. John's, they got off to a decent start. They started out 4-0. I believe they've lost two games since, and the season's over. They were done. I don't even <laughs> the conference play is a fucking million miles away, and we're done already. It's so wild. The conference play, I think, has already started, but only a two, only a few teams have played yeah, I mean, games. They, it's, just, it's, a, it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, so is college football, though. No, it is. It for sure is. I think college football just has that allure because you know you're going to play at least once a week, or just once a week, rather, and and it's a whole day. College basketball is not that big until March, so it doesn't have the same buildup, and it just sucks because in the same conference, you have some teams playing, you don't have others. And uh, I was like I said, I was looking forward to watching UConn St. John's last Friday, and then UConn Georgetown, and those got postponed, and who knows when they'll play. And then I think yesterday the Big East announced the rest of the schedule because they only released the first half of it. And I'm like, can we just not do this right now? Can we just <laughs> like can we just play one game, maybe one? Game for, yeah, that's oh, not man. against University of Hartford or Central Connecticut State. Like, come on. I know, man. I I hear you, but listen. This is what it is. Let's just enjoy it while it's here. I know. I know. Because it could go all... Remember, let let me just remind you, from February to... When did even golf start up? Fucking July, maybe? Or June or July? I mean, we didn't have any sports. So let's just be grateful for a second. I'm very grateful. And again, the NBA is starting, and we've had the NFL, and and that's been awesome. I just, you know, obviously college basketball is it's more your wheelhouse and we always like to talk it. And uh, I've had some down years lately of UConn and, and this was a year they were supposed to pop. And the fact that they're not playing, it just kind of blows. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And they were supposed to Hurley really sunk his, his teeth into that program. And they were and supposed back in to the be Big better. East, too, where they yes. belong. So, hey, man, there's always next year, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so yes, what else do you have uh, going on? I, I know shit's been really flying for you there. It's all good, man. Just getting acclimated to it. Definitely different. Um, you found any nice – I mean, it's tough to find a fucking nice bar to go to or grocery store or whatever. Yeah, I got a grocery store close by. What's it called? Uh, H-E-B. They're, it's ah. like the Texas is yeah, – I'm aware. Stores. I'm aware. I hear they're nice. Yes. Yeah, so they're good. Uh, you know, navigating it a little bit, driving around, um, trying to find jobs in a, in a not great market. But I knew that was coming. Other than that, honestly, just enjoying the time here. Are um, people nicer down there? People are great here, dude. Everybody's happy because the weather's always good for the most part. Like today was cold. It was hit a high of fifty-five. Oh, fucking boohoo! 
right so like but that's the thing like nobody nobody's like really like stick up their ass and so that's kind of cool um you know nice group here so so that'll be good um i drove through nashville on Ooh. my way here how'd that go and spent spent a day in nashville that's it good. was really freaking cool it was cold as hell uh but it was awesome really great city i'd love to go back there uh, maybe in the spring no i've never been and it's at the top of my list and you know what I hear, Sean, when you're done with your full transition, it's a great place for a bridal shower. Oh, is that true? <laughs> well, that's really exciting. I'm nice. Glad you got to tee that one up, too. Yeah. You know, you're a bad guy for so many reasons, but definitely the biggest reason is you throw this out. Now Will's going to have something to say, and then after a while, this is how you're going to lead every pod. It took forever to get over the Frenchie thing. You're just a bad guy. Um, Still not over yeah, the Frenchie thing. <laughs> Nashville was dope. Um, and other than that, dude, I don't know. What's the longest drive you've ever done? Cause I did 15 hours driving from Connecticut to Nashville. And then two days later I did, it was just over 12 Oof. from Nashville to Austin. So yeah, 15 hours tops me by, I mean, the longest I probably ever done is maybe eight or something like that. Nothing crazy, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's tough. Did you have like a U-Haul or did you ship everything down there? What'd you do? I didn't bring anything other than like my clothes. The clothes and on your back, huh? Belongings. That's it, man. Yeah, I just packed up the car. Uh, no TV? with me, so that was fun. Uh, brought a TV. Um, Need that. But they got one in this spot. Yeah, so we're good. Uh, it was nice to not have to do it by myself. I think I would, probably would have, you know, gone insane. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, you need somebody to talk to. You could have called me. Um, but I'm glad Could've. you... I'm glad you enjoyed your uh, about half cross-country trip. Yeah, man. So we're settled. So now I need your update. What the hell you got going on? I know you've been busy with work, and now you're prepping for a nor'easter. What else has been going on? <laughs> Shit, man. I don't even have a shovel at my apartment. Um, <laughs> nothing much has been going on. I mean, shit's been slow over here. So, I mean, you know, the website's doing well for selling clothes and stuff, actually. People are online shopping a lot, getting their Christmas gifts. So taking advantage yeah. of that but i've actually have you, seen a, have you seen an uptick in purchases with, i have uh, a little bit i have i made about a two thousand dollar sale on uh, some supreme and, and some other hype gear so that oh, was boy. that was good for me um aside from that you know I, i've gotten back into shows i go through waves where i don't watch shows and then i do so i am uh i'm officially gonna move to um wyoming and become a rancher um because I have <laughs> I have finished all three seasons of Yellowstone, and okay. um, I asked my girlfriend as well as my mom and a few others for a real cowboy hat. I feel like a fucking five year old. I'll sh- I'll ship you one. Hey, if you could, because I went into this bougie yeah. cowboy store in the city when I was working there. I was just walking the streets. No, that's- fucking four hundred dollars for a cowboy hat? Are you kidding me? No, that's no good. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get one. I'll send you one up here. That'll be I, I, that would be Christmas much appreciated. Day. I'd prefer it to be black, and not too okay. brimmed. Not too brimmed. Okay. All right. I don't want it to be too me, bad. You gotta send me, you know, a picture of an idea, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I get a replica. That sounds good to me. What I've been watching billions. I'm back in on that, so I'm finishing up the final season. I'm about to turn back Queen's to Queen's Gambit. O- you did too, right? Queen's Gambit, great show. Um, hopefully, I get that chessboard for Christmas because I've been using this old shit one. Chessboard um, and a cowboy hat. Nothing's more you than those two things. <laughs> um, let's see. I haven't played any golf, uh, so I pretty much just been watching shows. 
what else have I been watching that was good? I watched this show on Peacock. You ever downloaded the Peacock? Uh, I have not. It's the NBC vehicle. Yes, the NBC vehicle. Uh, I watched the show Mr. Mercedes. Um, it was pretty good. It was a Stephen King um, production, which I, I'm a little iffy on because I'm not into the sci-fi shit. The first season was good. Now the murderer, whatever he is, is starting to possess people because he's, I don't know, a vegetable because you know they almost killed him. And I was out on that. Once they caught him, I was like, I'm fucking done. I don't need to see this sci-fi <laughs> bullshit that would never actually happen. Um, what else? I gotta get back into Bill. I gotta get. I gotta finish up Ozark. I gotta finish up Big Mouth. Those two are on my list. I love Big Mouth. Mm. I don't know if you watched that one. I've never seen the it. The Nick Cole cartoon. You know Hilarious. Me, not, yeah, you know I'm not great with shows. I'm even worse than you. At least you'll get back into them. I, I don't. I can't even do that. Never got back into Game of Thrones, and I don't see it happening. No, 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 no. I'm glad. I really was worried that you were going to come on here and be like, dude, it was so great. You missed out. I missed out. And now my life has changed forever. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it did not change my life. Uh, the nudity in it was great, I have to say. Sure. Great A stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, aside from that, I mean, I'm sure I'll, you know, dabble back into it. But when I'm really, if I'm really bored, like, God forbid they lock us back down, I'm not going to have a choice. Um, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. And then there's this other show, what the fuck was it called? Um, it's a short series on HBO called The Undoing or something with um, Nicole Kidman's in it. I would recommend oh, wow. that if you have a free minute. It's on HBO. If you have HBO Go, okay. if not, just text me on the side. I'll throw you a password. Um, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's our secretary's account, so I'll, I'll just give you that for the his. cowboy hat? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Very interesting show. Aside from that, haven't been doing much. It's a little too chilly to golf here. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, last year I did play golf uh, in the gotta, snow. You got to play late into the year, though. Yeah, and listen, I played golf in the snow last year. I will probably do it again this year, but there lately I'm not – my body, you know, even though we both, we both grew up here and whatever, it takes me until, I don't know, maybe February to adjust to the cold. I'll tell you what, man. It, it's funny you say that. I, I, I'm giving everybody down here a hard-ass time, too, because I, I tell them, I'm like, it's 55 degrees or, like, you know, high 40s, and people are bundled up as if, like, the snowpocalypse is coming. And I'm in, like, a long sleeve tee and, you know, sweats or something or, like, a nice pair of jeans, and I'm fine. And they're, like, freezing cold. They go, oh, you'll get used to it once you're here for a while. And I'm like, maybe, but like, you guys are soft here. I mean, this is bad. This is bad. Like, yeah, when you man. say 55 and people are like, that's freezing, I'm like, you know. I mean, yeah, like, they're soft. you got to come down there with yeah. that New York attitude. Tell somebody tomorrow, listen, here's what you do. Go to your coffee shop, cut somebody in line. If they politely say something. A lot something, of good coffee here, man. I, I bet. You cut somebody in line, and then when they say something to you, even if they're polite and they say, excuse me, just say, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, send a little a bit of New York friends. down there for me. Yeah, will do. That's a great way to make friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, it, it definitely was like surprising. I'm like Jesus Christ, like fucking. How's the golf down there? And down jackets. Before we go, how's the golf down there? Oh, I'm sure it's great. I played Top Golf here before. That's a lot of fun. 
I really enjoyed that. Uh, the courses, I'm sure, are great. I don't know anything about them, but I can do some research for you and send it your way. First thing I need you to do is to buy a set of clubs because when I come down there, I need you to at least be able to, you know, hit the ball around. I could hit the ball where it goes. No, no, <laughs> no idea. All right. Well, good enough for me. There's that at least. Anyway, buddy boy, Christmas coming up. Um, what's it going to be like with COVID? Do you have any family stuff going on? Are you going to be hanging out with a significant other? Or you, what are you going to be doing? Significant other uh, and I see each other a lot, so that'll be fine. But I don't know. My aunt, whose house we usually go to, she's doing some 12 days of Christmas thing. Um, I guess, you know, you come on your day. Luckily, she lives right down the street from me, so I'll be there on Christmas nice. Day. I don't have to worry about a specific day. It's going to be small. Um, it'll be good and bad. It'll probably avoid awkward fights. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit smaller, which is fine by me. I'm sad yeah. to see some old traditions go by the wayside, but, hey, times are changing, right? Yeah, and they'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah, we'll see. People hate each other. They might just say this was great. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a good point too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you you know part of my family. You know the Bochini side. I mean, it's never good. No, I've heard. I've heard quite several stories. And as a matter of fact, the secretary has told me some really good stories that have that have cracked me up. And and I know they're looking forward to not having to deal with any of the nonsense. I'm making sure they go down there. Their asses are going to be there. <laughs> Hopefully nobody else shows up, but they will fucking be there. Because I already committed to it, so they better fucking yeah. be there. So they, what about you? Are you, are you, are uh, you, I mean, you just got down there. I don't, I don't see you coming back up. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, my friend group is, is all here too. Uh, they did a lot of traveling for, you know, in the summertime. And because COVID is going nuts uh, in the Northeast, uh, nobody wants to go. Um, and possibly infect their family. So we'll, we'll all do a, a nice hangout down here. So it'll be fine. I had a nice Thanksgiving with my folks up in the Cape. Good to uh, hear. Before I came down here. So that was good. Yeah. Well, it's about uh, 1042 my time, which would be 942 your time, I believe. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Well, we're about two hours in. Got off to a rocky start. Had to shake some rust off. But you know we figured yeah. it out. Yeah, absolutely. It, it worked out real well, and and thanks again for all the support on now uh, on a really shitty life change now that we're going to get tweeted about that I'm not looking forward to. Hey, man, uh, whatever you want to do, I support it. If you don't want me to call you man anymore, I can stop doing that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad bad guy, bad guy on on all accounts. I think you only got about eight names wrong today, so we we can only go. You got one there. wrong too, by the way. <laughs> I, I did. At least we talked about him on the pod, and I knew all four of my picks. So we'll get better next week. We got an NBA preview to do, and uh, look forward to talking to you then, man. Yes, sir. Everybody, stay safe. Take care, guys. Be good. Uh-huh.